This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Dale as your host as always and beside me and beside themselves... It's uh, it's it's Bungard Mitch. How are we, gents? I'm great. Has the civil war ended between the two of you? Oh, what what, you, what 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 war? I mean, we're just just a couple of Wayne Bennett fans, a couple of Team Wayne lovers. Yeah. <laughs> how, how was everybody's weekend? How was your Wayne Wayne end Wayne? Ah, uh, I don't know. Do you, want, do you want to try that again, Dale? Do you, no, I don't. Do you want to restart? No. Okay, no, that's no. all good. Um, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Leave the gold in there, mate. Uh, it it was great. Um, obviously, for 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 newer listeners, um. This is the first time Souths have beaten the Broncos since the podcast began. Yeah, we started podcasting in 2015, but we didn't start till like round four. Yep. So Souths beat us in round one. And we'd won seven straight between now and then. So yep. uh, it's maybe it's a new it's dawn a for run. the podcast. Maybe. It has been a great run. Hmm. We didn't win anything during it. But. So the lo- my logic is this, right? Uh, they haven't, the Broncos haven't lost, a, this is their first loss to Souths, rather, mm. since the podcast began. Mm-hmm. Also haven't won a premiership. Mm. That's interesting. You I mean, that's that. since a lot of things happened. Yeah. Look. <laughs> like, I left high school. They, they did have $3 pies for GI at the stadium on that day. And that's like, just, just for him? It was was called for GI. <laughs> I was going to say, because he, uh, you know, he looks like he's had a three. Few, it's what, three, it's what the great man would have wanted. wanted. Just the punters just filling themselves with what, Why didn't pies. You know how it was Darb's 300th, right? Yes. Why didn't they have... They had 300 on the 30-meter line. Why didn't they have, on the other 30-meter line, dollar three with a pie next to it? It's a, it's a reasonably good question yeah, from look, you. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. How was your weekend, Dale? Look, I'm still here. That's most of the battle. Actually, it was great. I went down to Canberra. I saw the folks. Didn't see the Raiders play. How rude of them to move a game to Wagga. Mm. That was a stitch-up. Yeah, definite stitch-up. Also, yeah. the Brumbies, the inferior Raiders, played that night and won against the did, New Zealand you team. You didn't go to that, did you? No, I didn't because I have since. And I'm just checking. I mean, that would... That we we might have actually had to have a podcast. I think when you go if you have voluntarily <laughs> attended, you go, a, you go to a super, a rugby, super game, rugby match. You have to wear a, fl- a flat no cap and a tweed jacket, and I'm not going to look like a twat doing that. Was so, it? Yeah, fine. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Speaking of people looking like twats okay. in jackets, yep. uh, Rabbitohs. What does that mean? Look, just just go with it. Okay. Uh, look, if you point them out, they get worse. Sorry, <laughs> yes. they, they do. We don't want to rattle him. <sighs> I'm rattled. I'm shook. Uh, all right, South 38, Brisbane six. Yeah. Uh, how was that for everybody? Oh, it was lovely. Um, it's quite strange. Like I know this. I don't want to sound condescending, but the, the twenty-four nil scoreline at the half. We can't hear you. Santa Science was on. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Keep going. There you can keep going. Well, the twenty-four nil scoreline at the half, I thought, was very flattering to South. Obviously, the first try and the third. I mean, the intercept was a bit of skill, but you can't rely on intercept to score tries. And the first try was extremely lucky that Alex Johnson had the presence of mind to throw a boot at the ball. Um, Cody walk around to it. No, even the second try was a bit of backyard footy as well. So, um, I think in that first half, Brisbane had more meters, more tackle breaks, had missed fewer tackles, had had the lion's share of possession, and yet they were losing twenty four nil. Yeah, there's no luck involved always, in naming Darius Boyd. Yeah, always a problem when. You... Well, he was directly at fault for at least two of those tries, so that's fair. Yeah, the the intercept one obviously you can't be be blamed for, but the first two, it's like attack the ball, you decrepit old fool. <laughs> I mean, he did, he did he dedicated to Wayne, no doubt, his 300th game. Did his mm. best for him. Oh, he didn't. He, he didn't even sound mildly and the whole perturbed t- at the end of the, the game. The whole Broncos thing got behind the way the Darius Boyd dedication. We're all laying down for 80 minutes, so that was fun. Hashtag mm. lay down for Wayne. Yeah, but anyway, Bungard, you can continue. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, Cody Walker. On, just, I'll just get you a towel. Ugh, oh, mate. I, it's, it's, I, I didn't gloat at all. It's not. That's not the kind of people we are. We don't. We don't. 
I really, I kind of am. Not really. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you're not really. We don't really heavily sludge each other when our teams beat each other's teams. That's not really how we are. I think well, I mean, the one you, time you haven't had a chance. No, the one time oh, we've was, beaten the dragons several times. I know, but you haven't had a chance um, to gloat at Mitch. Yeah, no. but I'm not going to. That's good. Just, but it was the first time we went together. Was oh, that's I, different. I that was fine. That, that was, was fine. The, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. That was a farcical evening filled with farcical tries. So, yeah, Corey Oates still scored. Of course he did, the prick. But um, the moment he got thrown over the sideline instead of scoring a try after... like Which moment? The other, like, six of the them? The first one. <laughs> the first time when I was like, well, he's going to run through three people here and somehow get the ball down against all odds. Um, and then he didn't. He got pushed into touch. And then it happened again. And then he dropped a ball with the line open. It was, And then he also got pushed into touch another time. Yeah. And then there was one time Jack Bird didn't pass to him and got tackled. So there was a, he could have probably had four or five tries as his tradition yeah. on another day. Were you confused as to why there was such a low attendance at a State of Origin game that Corey Oates was being dominated? Yeah, it was quite bizarre. I, mm-hmm. I was very confused. Like that's, they, that's the thing with Oates, I feel. And I said this when, when the Saints played the Dragons earlier. That the like, Saints played the Dragons? The Saints played the Bronx. Sorry, man. Uh, I feel like he's he's such a confidence player. The first time that happens, he just second guesses every time he goes near the line, every time he goes for the ball, and every time he makes it makes a, a attempt to catch a bomb. Yeah, he had he had that a few weeks ago where first bomb went up, dropped the first bomb, and I said on this show, this is it's not going to be their night, and it turned out not to be. And as you yeah. say, like I know that we make we make light of the situation, but like if uh, if you're that much of a confidence player and you get pushed in touch that early on mm. doesn't bode well for the uh, the rest of the evening. You see, I, I disagree. He's a confidence player. I disagree, though, that the these mistakes are his mistakes. So he copped the, They go down as an arrow next to his name. Yeah, but fair. It's a classic One of them old, was an absolutely terrible It's pass. a rugby league thing from yeah. the last hundred years. Is like, never give the ball to somebody in a worse position than you're in. And the team did that to him like four times. Mm-hmm. And the one where he got taken out off the scrum play, probably shouldn't have gone out. But the other two, he's got, no, he's got no hope. When he gets the ball, behind, catching behind him when he's running, facing the sideline. Yeah. I mean, what hopes he got? And I, that's, that's the big difference with all the things Darius Boyd's lost over the years. This year, he's even lost the sweet play because he's, he really shuts down the space for his mm. out wide men. He doesn't engage the line. And that's why South could slide so easily. And almost every time Oates got the ball, there was three or four guys there. Some of his passing in those sweet plays is park footy. It is. Like, well, you can't throw the ball five metres behind somebody and then be confused why they haven't caught it. But every time he gave it to Jack... Jack Bird screwed up as well a couple of times. But every time he gave it to Jack Bird, Bird was in a worse position with less space than Darius. And instead of Bird having the presence of mind to run himself either or call Corey Oates back under, he shoveled the problem onto Oates on those occasions too. And Oates' try came off the... The only good thing to come out of Seabold's coaching so far this year, which is the Corey Oates now sweeping to the right player that they scored mm-hmm. off now yeah. two weeks in a row. But... I mean, it's one of those games you talk about, oh, you know, luck this, luck that. Mm. Uh, the Broncos made a lot of stupid mistakes. There's yeah, no luck. got to make your own luck. There's, lot, there's lot, no luck in the, the amount of times they dropped the ball early in their own sets, and there's no luck in the really dumb penalties they gave out gave to the, to to South on third or fourth tackle yeah, when they had them pinned. Of, there were so many sets. Because how did you guys pin? Brisbane dominated the middle for most of the game. Really, South's got, South hammered them on the edges a few times and obviously had a couple of tries off kicks, but... For the most part, the four battle was won by Brisbane, which is why I find it so strange that there's this repetitive criticism of the Broncos that it's somehow their, the fault of their young forward pack that they're not winning games. Um, Every time we lose, the forwards lost the game. All Payne the Haas was really good in this game, I thought. But um, yeah, as you said, just so many mental mistakes. Um, it just doesn't look like a team that really wants to play like a team at the moment. No, they're not and enjoying the rugby league. No. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious out there. And I'm, I'm so sick of this. Like I heard it again... After the weekend, and it's just a classic thing. The cop out, like, oh, Wayne walked into a great situation and didn't change anything. And Seabold 
being left a mess all of a sudden after being, after being predicted to yeah. make the grand final. It's like, well, if you look at what people think Wayne hasn't put a stamp on that South team, you're just straight, you're straight wrong. I mean, he's somehow made Damian Cook a more, uh, what's the word, I guess, versatile rounded. player. He's added yeah. kicks to his game. He's got yeah. Cody Walker's the best 5 in the world right now. He Don't is. at me. He's and probably had the best season of anybody in the competition. And Dan Gagai's right playing well. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Turner is a first grade center. He's what resurrected Kyle Turner into playing as first grade center in, the f- in first grade and done a decent job. He's lost GI and he's lost Crichton to what Seabold had. He has other guys, like he had Braden Burns playing career best footy in a few couple of games. Gagai playing his best footy he's played in a few years. As you said, found Cole Turner. Had Cook Cook kicked more in the first like eight rounds than he kicked all of last season. And you think, oh no, he walked into a great situation. No, he didn't. And it's just, like, my, didn't use he 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 barely used Tola and he barely mm. used Nichols last year. Both those both guys great. are very important pieces in yeah. the forward rotation right now. Like they're on the field more than George Burgess is. Mm. Okay, or so at walked, the very walked, least, yeah. they're making more impact than he. Is. He walked into a good situation. He did no question. But, but it's a myth that. He left the worst one and walked into a better one. South, just made South finished it. one win ahead of Brisbane last year. Yes. And they both largely have the same teams as they did last year. Yes. And Except you guys now have like uh, Jack Bird, who's good. We have so, Bird and Gillett have come and, back into the yeah, team. And, We've got worse. Yeah, yeah. And we had more injuries last year. It's like, you know, same thing when Wayne came to us in 2015. We made the grand final. He had Gus Gould credit Anthony Griffin. It's like, I don't care who put the team together. It was a 12-win team at its best under Anthony Griffin. Mm. It didn't make the finals the year prior to that. Like... It's not a great team, and then Wayne comes and turns into this, and now he's left the Broncos, and people want to blame him. It's the same thing when happened when he left the Knights, because people go off the cl- off a cliff. It's not it's Wayne Bennett's fault. It's been four years now, and people are still blaming him for Newcastle, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, for example, now, like I can't... So apparently James Roberts has been dropped this week, and so is Jermaine Asako, mm. and it's just one of those things. You're out there, you're shuffling the jet chairs now, moving the problems around more, and it's like you're just leaving the guy at number one who's been the biggest problem of all, se- all season is still there because he's the captain. He's the captain by name only. Not by example or by leadership. And then moving guys like Roberts is like, okay, so other guys can... Darius can dog it whenever he wants. Roberts misses one tackle on the goal line and you've dropped him again. Yeah. And then other things as well. Here they clash at training. And, and to me, a good coach can get can, can deal with that, right? Like not everyone of a 30, top 30 in a roster is a good trainer. It's just a fact. I mean... You know, they're called, some of them get times they get called weekend warriors, guys who turn up on the weekend and exceed. And we know plenty of great players of our lifetimes have been like that. Even Andrew Johns was reportedly one. For example, Greg Lewis was one. Uh, even I know Jesse Ramian is one for currently right now, for example. James Roberts is one. You know, plenty of these guys, it's fine. Like you, Not everyone can be the world's greatest trainer. It doesn't matter if you perform on the weekend, but it seems like it matters more if you train well Brisbane now, which it just feels like... It's just Anthony Griffin we've got in charge now. And it's it's, Anthony Griffin's the same guy who punted someone like Dane Gagai when he was young because he was bad at training. And it Dane, feels like that that's the that's the point that you're making about Seabold coming over from South is I'm sure that there were players who were would have been in the in that same boat at South, but now somehow because they're not necessarily winning games, oh well you have to be training well. Like South's you know, good good team last year under Seabold's tenure. They obviously would have had players who were in the same boat because, as you say, they're by law of averages, there has to be someone there that is. Yep. And they made the prelims last year. Yeah. And you're not, you wouldn't have been dropping, oh, Cody Walker, he didn't want to do an extra gym session. Uh, all right, you can, you can have a spell playing for North, so whoever it is. Yeah, it's like a lot of players get old. They don't even train half. The, it's like, you know, for example, when Wayne was at, at There's the no Dragons, chance John Sutton is training five days a week. Well, yeah. Wayne was at and the he's playing, And he's playing as good as he ever has. Yeah. So. Dean Young didn't train. For the last like two years of Wayne's tenure at the Dragons, Dan Young did not train. He just yeah. played games because he physically couldn't train. It's like this. It's just how it works. You manage players differently, and a good manager in any situation, you know, at my workplace or at your workplace or on the footy field, a good situation understand. Sorry, coach knows how to get the best out of all players in the situation. It's not play my my rules 
everyone trains X, does Y, will win games. It's like, no, I'll find a way to make you get play better on the weekend. Mm. James, and you, and you. James Roberts will be a Rabbitoh by the end of this current season, yes or no? I don't know. I think he will be out of the Broncos by the end of this season. I don't know if he'll go to South. He'll be, he'll, but uh, Rabbitoh's probably next year. I, I'm pretty mm. confident he'll be gone. I don't know if they'll let him go early, but it's gone from like, he hasn't even been that bad when he's played. He gets dropped, and it's like, man, this guy was a blue centre last year. And it's even like, sample when Wayne left Newcastle, like, Sony Mataudio was an Australian winger, and this guy's dropped off a cliff like that. But is James Roberts better than Cole Turner? <laughs> Apparently not. No. I don't, it's but, yeah. hard to say. And then, yeah, the, the golf between these... I mean, after the game, the biggest digs I heard after the game, you heard the, if you watched the press conferences, Wayne said, we weren't that good tonight, we did X, Y, Z. We have to be better against the good teams. <laughs> Wayne smiled. Wayne said that. Yeah, I did say that. And then Seabold himself also said, you can't do this against the good teams. So even our own coach and mm. one, the other performers go, don't think this is like we're one of the good teams. And we're not. We're two, we're two and six. It doesn't look like it's turning around anytime soon. Mm. Alrighty. Speaking of two and six, mm. Cowboys. He's, he's back. He's done one. Cowboys 28. That was a good one. Gold Coast 14, Townsville Stadium. Uh, now, you guys may not have been able to predict this, but Jason Tamalolo improves the Cowboys. Mm. There was no way of knowing. I know. We, how how could we know that the best he's the best prop in the world, never mind anybody else? Nah, don't talk about Tom Wallow improving the Cowboys. This is what improves the Cowboys. Right across field, linking up with Asiata. Left foot kick. He's looking for Hampton. Hampton's getting through. What a pick up. Hampton, back for Asiata. Superb rugby league. Sensational rugby league. Scintillating rugby league. Find me another rest word. <laughs> Marvellous. Asiata. Hampton. Cowboys try. Well, Benny... Is it safe to say that it is truly big man season? Big man season, Is it yeah. big man season? As, as a good friend of the podcast, uh, Nick Campton, uh, he has been on the big man season, but he gives out the golden hombre every week, he calls it, and no doubt, he, John Asiata, golden hombre. I this mean, week. he may get golden hombre for the rest of the season for his performance against the Gold Coast this week. Well, it's about time. Like A couple of years ago when they had injury crises, when they made the grand final, during that year they put Asiata in the halves when it was all dead and gone. But now it's like, you know what, let's save our season with Asiata in the halves. Yeah, and that it was try fantastic. there, a beautiful left foot kick and then supporting back to the middle, like any good half should. And like a, no, <laughs> a proper no look kick as well. Yeah. Like he, he did. Didn't, he watched where the player was going instead of where the ball was going onto his foot. Mm. Just perfect. The pickup from Hampton was damn fine as well, man. It I was. Just say. Yeah, but yeah, so Tamalola really changes the, the dynamic of this team. He's got a really easy try through his, through his size, really. And then uh, the Cowboys lost Josh Maguire, but Tamalola's so good it doesn't seem to matter. Over on the Titans side, they fell apart again. Mm. These guys have never seen a finish a game with 17, but they improved with Michael Gordon's concussion because AJ Brimson dead set balled out. I mean, he got that, that first try he set up was taken off them incorrectly in my, in my mind. And then he also sc- scored another himself, set up one of their last tries, a really nice uh, rap play down the short side but with Ash Taylor. He was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, what a shock. The, uh, the really good young fullback probably should have played fullback. Uh, big shout-out to Michael Gordon, who somehow managed to get negative fantasy points. Did he? Good job, uh, good job you. Don't you come in here with your fantasy Please points. don't ever do that again. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we have to. It's a legit Mate, stat. No, no, you his, no. That, you can that, just say uh, he made mistakes. I, I <laughs> apologise. Sorry, Mitch. Uh <laughs> That was not a yeah, not a good concussion, especially for an old bloke. Don't don't concuss yourself. Is there a good concussion? Not come on, not, doctor, doctor Roots. Not yeah. that one. I'd have to say. <laughs> okay, Mate, I'm giving him negative podcast. For <laughs> yeah. Put that down as a mistake. For if NRL physio heard you saying there were good and bad concussions, he'd have a conniption. He, come at me. 
in, in my DMs. He'd have a conniption. He would have a conniption. What? How do we medically... <laughs> he'd, get medically he'd, get, he'd get mild syndesmosis. He would. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I thought um, I thought Ash Taylor had a decent game with this, by the way. His first time in a while, but he turned up and uh, I thought he had a, a pretty solid game. And it, it there was, is a sniff of an orange jersey for somebody who wants yes. it. So. There we go. That was exactly Maybe. the opportunity. And he, he kicked a 40 or a very close to 40 20 out on the full. Of, sorry, it was mm. very close to being a 40 20 and it wasn't called. And it was the first time that I've seen him this season look like something he did that didn't work actually mattered. Something like, mattered to him. That's I know. I was like, oh, that. Are there more injuries to come in the halves? Like, can Edric Lee play halfback so that Taylor cannot? Well, it's it's one of those things. Like, last year, his form came when it was, the origin bubble was coming around too. But I think, you know, he's a legitimate shot for game one at this point. Which like, is insane. But I mean, it's yes. not more, it's no, no, no more or less insane than Corey Norman being a shot. That's for damn sure. So, <laughs> so um, they, they should just change the rules and pick Luke Curry. But anyway. Yeah, or we just um, pick good players and fun players. <laughs> Luke Curry's good and fun. <laughs> I know. Um, let's pick... Can we have Cody Walker? The Blues are the You're not allowed. You're not allowed? No. <laughs> he played Queensland Cup a couple of years. I don't years. think you understand. Like, <laughs> the um, South have never... I mean, apart from Cook, South have never had like an origin player that was like actually successful in my time of being a South fan. So, so, you, very... you, so you're backing Cody Walker in? Yeah. You're, so you're saying you never had a Blues successful player. That's you had what English. I meant, yeah. yeah. Did I say Blues? Yeah, I don't know no, you said Origin. Oh, sorry. I no, no, no. Meant you're to right. Say so we'll, pick, we'll pick the boys from South. So yeah. worry, mate. Michael Crocker. Always always, always looked after us. <laughs> the young Ashley Harrison. Yeah. yeah. We'll regret that one. Chris we McQueen. Chris McQueen. Well, that, well, that was that was very regrettable, actually. Ben, <laughs> ben Teo. Good, though. There's so, so many. So many Can we have the bird's eye? I mean, at this point, at what point do we start applying for the rule changes? Because at this, like, if Queensland have like three more injuries, we're legitimately getting potentially myself up from touch competition to play dummy half. Well, I mean, weren't they talking about, wasn't the whole, there was chat this week about Viliami Kikau being eligible play for Queensland no there was no chat from that that wasn't real No, he's no. also injured now anyway yeah well that he's was going to be my yeah, next point. he moved to Queensland when he was like 19 or 20 nah, and just whacked jobs on Twitter like well he must he, he went there hey. and to be fair that did work for like 10 years ago he used to pick anyone who went there <laughs> <laughs> have you eaten a pineapple yeah. before have you ever held a $50 note which is yeah. colloquially known as a way, pineapple yeah. and by the way Justin O'Neill's probably close to getting picked He'd be the Edric Lee conversation. <sighs> what a wonderful world. What, yeah. what, a, anyway. what a life we're living. Yeah, if AJ Brimson plays a few good games, maybe he gets picked. <laughs> All right, we need to move on from this game because <laughs> we're just, this is absolutely... We didn't even do it. remember the Titans once. I know. That's no, right. the big man season to have respect. <laughs> it did. I was going to go there. Louis Lastic, he was the biggest man in Remember the Titans. I was going to say, this, we need to be showing do, more do respect Do we know if the that guy from Lost was in it yet? <laughs> I don't know why I thought they were the same person. The guy from My Name as Well was in it. Yeah, it's the, 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 we had this exact that. conversation last week. Did we? Yes. Let's have it again. Because right. I thought they were the same person. Cronulla yeah. Sutherland, 20. Melbourne, 18. Paul Gallen does not get the loss record. Mitchell. He didn't really drop it that much, but what fucking planet was Suliasu Bunavala <laughs> on in this game? He was jumping like 10 seconds early. That was amazing. <laughs> he was, he was he attempting was, to not be on planet Earth. Who had the worst early jump of the week? Him or Chris Paul in that NBA playoff game yesterday? <laughs> what about, was it Reid Marnie who went over the top of a celebration Oh, that was well? pretty good that too. Was good. That there was, was another one of those in the, uh, in the ha- Harold Matthews. Mm. Pe- yeah. Kid nearly jumped into the stand. But what, mate, what, what planet was Vunavalu on? What if, I, what if I try and jump through space to catch this ball that hasn't been kicked yet. Yeah. Like, he was so far ahead of the play, he was the ball was still being played while he jumped. It was ridiculous. And, and Bellamy, after the game, spoke about some players who were going to get tapped on the shoulder, and he said he's not going to bullshit the media as that well. That was, that was like, pretty interesting. It was great, but it's also like, well, this is definitely about Davunavali, right? <laughs> like, it's just like... Well, 
Shandor was breathing down his neck. Not <laughs> Shandor. <laughs> But is it like the the left and right side of the storm is like the biggest split down the middle of like absolute useless pricks on one side and one Kyrgios of the best. Kyrgios was really good last year for. Well, he's a, not like even half, playing at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's just it. bizarre. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know what's going on with him. If he's injured or not, or sick or not, he keeps making the twenty-one. But you think shortly he goes back in for Marion Sebi or something, and then Vunivalu is one like. He's always, to me, he was always one of those guys, like good team, you know, basher, like on the wing kind of thing. It was a matter, a matter of time. And he has been pretty average for the last year or so, but this season he's been terrible. So it feels like someone else might get a chance there. But, man, he was dreadful in this game. And obviously not his fault the Storm lost. But that whole team, like that, for like 20 or 30 minutes in the second half, was so unstorm-like, making so many mistakes back to back to back, giving up stupid penalties. And they're not really finding their way out of trouble at all. Yeah. And that was, the, as you say, the the point that Bellamy made about we. I think the word said, think 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 what he said was, we need to start finding a way to win. And if we can't find a way to win, we'll start getting players who I'll will. Find guys who can. Yeah, yeah I'll who find. Can. And I I heard that, and I went, that's not something I've heard him say before. Meanwhile, my, that's a coach who's six and two. My two and six coach is like, but the good thing <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> Look, the effective contact in defence is the best of the season. <laughs> that's what he said for our, for our lot. <laughs> did you really say that? He well, did. I mean, it was true. It was a true. It was a true fact. Well, see, but again, you can't miss tackles you don't attempt. That is true. Before. It's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah. uh, Sharks. I mean, credit to them to come out and somehow win a game with like they had Josh Dugan at fullback try and throw it away. Aaron Gray at a wing doing not doing not much. Like they didn't have a strong lineup out in this game, but they they willed their way there. I thought um I thought Brighton Acora was exceptional again. I think Jack Williams off the bench is a bit of a fine for them too. He had fifteen runs, hundred and forty odd meters. I thought he was really strong off the bench, but. They were just um, they were physical and aggressive they are, as they are with the storm, and they had a lot of shit going on in the ruck as they like to do as well, and they get away with it, and they they stayed on top and dominated. The, the point that you made about Dugan, like I had Fox Sports News on today, and obviously mm. they're talking about these positional changes, and one of the little supers that came up, the little pop ups, was Josh Dugan played eighty minutes at fullback this weekend, and I, for one, like that. That is a news item. That is Josh Dugan <laughs> completes game. His first the drop ball, he the, the first bomb he dropped. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> not good. But uh, yeah, they um, they just spend most of that second half like in the storm's end, so yeah. and then sat on top, uh, and then yeah, storm like mate, that right side of like Brody Croft, Felice Kafusi, uh, Marion Sevi, and Vernavalu. And like, are I they allowed in storm facilities this week? I like Kafusi. I think that he's a half decent player. Like yeah. he's been pretty good in the past, but like he has turned into an actual potato. Well, he's in the middle of other. He's in the yeah. you know, Once you, if you live in a cabbage patch, you're most likely it's to turn into a cabbage. <laughs> yes. You are. Um, you always chastise me for not taking any risks when we pick the games. I tipped the Sharks last week, Did you? if you remember. Well it, was a, it was a means to an end for a dumber joke about Paul Gallen getting his biggest loss at Suncorp, which will happen this week. Yes. Right, there you go. Well, I'm happy it went this l- way. Likes losing there. Yeah. He does. But uh, yeah, another game I thought Cantwell was really good in the second half and half his team didn't go with him. Mm-hmm. Cam Munster wasn't on fire. Then Brody Croft, I mean... They, they, they just. They, I think if they had someone else, he wouldn't be playing there right now. I think when uh, Drink Water comes back, he won't be in there. But mate, Bellamy might strangle him in public soon. It's, what's the, what's the story with What's the story with Drinkwater? I know that he is being disciplined. I've no Hopefully idea when he's back. No, no, not disciplined. He's injured. Injured? He got, he got injured in preseason in like, uh, the last trial. I don't know when he's back. Peck, I believe. So, as we know, people seem to either take like three years with, with a peck injury or like back way too yeah. back in six weeks. So I don't know, but I'm, I think mid-season. But I mean, they haven't really got another half. Maybe they'll play Billy Walters, Kevy's son, maybe. But yeah, I, I felt, is not great. Uh, you know, as I just felt good watching the Storm in this game, in the fact that I just don't think. I mean, I, I just can't see them as a credible threat to South or the Storm, uh, no. South or the Roosters at the moment, which it, is yeah. good because I go for one of those teams. Yeah, we spoke so. about this last week. It's far more they feel like, or oh, a couple of times actually. You know, they don't they don't feel like the last five years Storm. They feel like that Storm team post cap cheating. 
they're like three or four years where they were just like hanging around. They were good. Yeah. They'll, they'll win most of their games, but you just feel like come finals, this team's getting out, put out double bangers. Yeah. You know, two teams will, will bend two bigs in a row. They haven't got a anywhere near as high of ceiling as they used to have. The floor is still high, but their um their potential to put teams away just isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. They got like eight ten weeks to work it out, and I'm yeah. sure they will. The pricks. They will. And I mean, again, when you're in, when the standard of your team is set so high that losing by two away from home. To a team your, that has traditionally played you quite well. Yeah, even though they were injured and whatever, like, to, your coach to give you that treatment. It's like, mate, there's a high standard of that team. You're not going to get away with just mediocrity for much longer. Uh, alrighty, speaking of mediocrity, Canberra 30, <laughs> Penrith 12 at uh, Equex Park in uh, in Wagga. Good to see so many people out in Wagga. So what's mediocre, Wagga or Penrith? Penrith. <laughs> Wagga yeah, is... Have you ever been to Wagga, Mitch? No. You know what their beach is? It's mediocre. Yeah. It's literally a stripper sandwich. Are Penrith even mediocre? They could be the worst. They could be the worst side in the comp. Oh, that's a very be. large call. Oh, yeah. mate, I mean, you look at. I mean, on this, form, yes, but I mean, they were a little bit unlucky against South. I grant you that, but like, I mean, their their two wins were that disgustingly putrid game against the Tigers. Where mm-hmm. They won. Was it nine eight or something like that? Yes. And then what was their other win? They beat. Um, they beat the Knights by two. Mm. So that and that's it. So that's true. They've, won two, they've got just, two I've wins by a combined margin of three points and they've lost six games. <laughs> Make, look, the the, uh, the numbers do back up your claim, and but I still reject it. Well, it's yeah. one of the... Like, there's only a few teams in this competition I back my team to beat at the moment and Penrith are one of them. That's good. That's, that is a ringing endorsement. It is. Uh, Canberra, fantastic in my humble opinion. I agree. I mean, you come into this game, you've lost Jordan Rapana last week, you lost Joe Little before kickoff, and those two guys that have been this one. team for two or three years. Yeah. And then you lose John Bateman, who, was, who has been the team this year after 26 minutes, and you lost that entire right edge, and they still went on and won this game comfortably. I thought it was really impressive. I thought it was one of their best wins of the last two, you know, two seasons, three seasons, since 2016. I was impressed with Bateman, not only for his work on, on the field with the ball, but also the fact that he managed to get in three stinks in 26 minutes. Yep. <laughs> impressive, impressive uh, efficiency. And uh, Josh Mansell's lucky his team was so bad, and I could drop it like a ton here. Bombed two, what, two or three certain yeah. tries, just yeah. dropping the ball. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the Darius zone. He made, some, he, he made some really good runs, but like you've got to be able to finish. You know, you can get yeah. you get the ball into the into the attacking ten and not score, and he yep. frequently does that. Yep, exactly right. And then yeah, over on uh, the Canberra side, like Nickel Clockstab, my boy, is just continuing to kill it. And might have to start admitting that Jack White might be okay at five eight. He uh, origin height for centre or five eight. <laughs> they're, sniff, they're sniffing around. Can, where's Jack White from? Can he he's play for Queensland? A, he's a blue. He's, a blue. Oh, if, he play for, if he's from Queensland, he would have played Origin already. Valid point. Like that's you know, but uh, yeah, he he's got Origin hype now. But yeah, he's just doing. He's playing direct. You know, running hard and straight there, and then supporting once he's done something. You know, little short ball or Jack uh, Elliot Whitehead. Like Whiten has probably got the hardest hands in the competition. So he's uh, short ball usually isn't very good, but he followed back back this one up. He threw Elliot Whitehead. Not very subtle with his hands, what I'll say. He hasn't really got any ball. Like you know. Doesn't have, it, doesn't have it. Yeah, doesn't have he a show. He just rocket a pass, and that's about it. But yeah, he, he was pretty handy there. And Jared Croker wound the years back with some some elusiveness in this game too. He that that pickup of his off the off it must have been the white and pass mm. the pickup on the left hand side. Fuck, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Canberra, Canberra, quite good. Penrith still suck. Uh, well, they are they in lose, a, yeah. they are in a world of hurt. They lost kick out. They lost their offense. Yeah, they've got Yo I mean, gone for probably four months with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, and then we don't know how bad kick out. Yo has been waiting to get injured all year. Eh? Every te- second week something's happening. I'm to just him. surprised it wasn't a head injury. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah well, as we said last week, their strategy is give it to the big kid, and the big kid's now injured, so they're they're in a bad spot. Yeah. yeah. They've, so they've lost those two: Malachi Watani, the Celeste Niak went off with yeah. a rib injury. Who else have they got out injured? The Dean Fares out. Fares out. Uh, they've they dropped Dylan Edwards because of his form. He sucks anyway, so that's not exactly. much of a loss. But like they, it's it's not like with uh, 
with Canberra where you've got Bateman coming, Bateman injured now. He's mm. probably four to six. I think they were saying he's got yeah. to have eye surgery on his eye socket, which is never good. He he looked in a bad way. Um, <laughs> but they have players like C.S. Oliola or Hudson Young or, I mean... Man, they're playing well when they come in. And they've got... a. They've still got Guler on the bench, who I know yeah. he's not a first-choice, second-roll, but like he could fill in there for a game well, or two. Well, they've still got Tarpane to come back in, similar yep. too, but they, they have got a lot more depth than they used to have. And I guess mm. that's the advantage of like when they did get rid of some of those big contracted forwards so yep. they, they yeah. can afford those, that depth. But yeah, Penrith now probably have Liam Martin step in the starting side of a year, and he looks decent. May not, be, I mean, may not be there this week. Was he not? He was put on report. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you look at like Regan Campbell-Gillard at the end here, the Hudson Young, tackle on Hudson Young, scoring from dummy half, disgraceful yep. effort. Mm. And, and Six the, jumper tackles, good and job. And I think, again, in this game, it kind of shows where Penrith's head's at, that two of the Raiders tries with the guy just going from dummy half and scoring pretty easily. It just yep. shows where their effort levels are sitting currently. And it's, you know, James Tumor's having a great season, but it's probably not a good sign that a guy that for two years the club hasn't really, like fans have kind of maligned, and James Tumor is your, currently your best player. And the, their, their highlight... On the field wise was the fact that every time the Raiders got annoyed at a chicken wing or somebody getting <laughs> injured, like they just wanted to wanted to throw hands. Yeah, like if that's where the club's at at the moment, they some it's of those players do. need to get their heads out of their asses real quick. Uh, alrighty, moving on to the next game on Saturday afternoon, which was Manly Warringah eighteen, Canterbury Bankstown ten, out at Brookvale Oval. Do we have to discuss this? Yeah, it'll do. It's a it's a really nice gritty win from from mm-hmm. Manly, to be honest. Like, I mean, we've all we've backed Dez on here for a, for a while now, but Let's they come into this pumping game pumping their own tires. Yeah, they're why making not? the eight. Uh, uh, so, oh yeah, you you know they come into this game with a backline of Brendan Elliott, Abbas Miski, Moses Suli, Brad Parker, Ruben Garrick, Lock and Croker, and Kane LG, which is legitimately you could have sent it line up in reserve grade many a time. That is legitimately like the uh, the cut. That's that's probably worse than the Cutters lineup. Oh, well, the, the Queensland New South Wales residents backline this week could be better than that backline. You know, uh, it's not good. But anyway, you had Lachlan Croker also get injured after 45 minutes too. So again, they're in a situation they were missing a playmaker. Fanua Blake only played 24 minutes, also injured. Marty Power played less than usual. But they still had those other guys step up who have been showing up every week now, which is guys like Corey Waddell off the bench has been exceptional. Ruben Garrick he's, hasn't, isn't going to you know blow you away, but he, he's been consistent and hasn't made mistakes on that wing. And then you had Kane LG kind of step up really well in this game too. He's always, for mine... Being a player who's better when he's a dominant ball handler, and without DC, he got to shine in that regard. And he's one of those guys like I want to be able to quit him, but I just can't. <laughs> like if he's shit for seven weeks and he'll play like this, I'm like, you know what? I think there's a I think there's a player in Kane LG. You know what? I think is is Kane LG the manly equivalent of Sam Williams? Yes. So like shit most of the time comes in, does a job for like eight weeks, then vanishes into. <laughs> Canberra Raiders Cup or something. Yeah, but he, he was, you know, a couple of good long passes in this game for the Ruben Garrick tries. And then over on the doggy side, again, they, they kind of slogged it away. They sacked, like, all of their staff this week, by the way, which is really weird. Who? Like, all, the, the Bulldogs. Oh. They sacked, like, four or five of their like, recruitment retention back office all over the weekend. And, they're, and yeah, so they're going through a lot of change in that regard, too. But, yeah, in this fixture here, I thought Jack Cogger had his best first grade game. Uh, Remus Smith and Will Hopewadi have formed quite a combination. I mean, Hopewadi's got some real nice soft hands. He put Smith away for one, and Smith caught, scored a fantastic try where he caught the ball like one-handed somehow from that crossfield kick. And yeah, Ophik Yogden was also good off the bands for Lalos, and so was Elliot. I liked. So there's still some good solid performances out of um, the Bulldogs, but like, if you you know. This is it for them, right? This scrappy and yeah. fight. And They're like a, a good solid performance for them. Their ceiling is like a six out of ten. Yeah, and they're consistently hitting that six. But like Manly are playing, Manly played at like an eight. 
Yeah, and it's like they can win a, they'll win some games this year because they play so hard. But it's like it takes the other team making a lot of mistakes and and, and you know them taking advantage of those. And it didn't happen in this game. Manly were just solid throughout. And uh, next week they play a team of twos, so that'll yeah. be fun. And I mean, again, if you if you have Manly, I know you think it's just the Bulldogs, but it's like you won with that team. You're missing so many yeah. key players, and now you look at the ladder, and it's like, well, we're five and three. How Without your two happen? best players, yeah, the five and three. Well, I mean, they they beat, they gave South their only loss, they gave Canberra one of their only two losses. They're they're mm-hmm. playing very well. No, but like as uh, I, 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 I aware, I'm aware of how it happened. But my it's point like, you is, know, I'm, I'm surprised. As we know, this team couldn't win a game when it was full strength last year. If it lost Tommy Turbo or lost ACA or whatever, you, they were done. Or Actually, dodgy penalty against the Dragons away from being six and two. So, yeah, yep. think well, about that. Six mm-hmm. and a half, five and a half, rather. <laughs> Fine. Uh, alrighty, Eastern Suburbs 42, West Tigers 12. Latrell Mitchell winds back the years to oh, a few weeks years. ago. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, obviously Latrell by far the best performance of the weekend. And yeah. uh, I love, he had, set, so he ran the ball seven times and they scored five tries off those seven runs. I, I made dominance. mention of that today at work and the bloke sitting next to me was like, yeah, but he only had seven runs. I was like, they won by 30 points. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a Latrell Mitchell knocker as we all know, wanting to work hard or whatever, whatever. I don't think you really care if he only had seven runs and they scored off all of them pretty much. <laughs> like... Whatever, he just turns up in the in the right position sometimes as well as he did in this game. I mean, he strike like, what, 52 tries in 79 games is impressive no matter where you... That's pretty good. You're paying it for a centre. Yep. But uh, SR Masters had absolutely no interest whatsoever in playing this football game against Latrell. No interest. He got legitimately daddied like three times. Yeah, and how, how good is having a cooked fullback he can't drop because he's your captain? Because that's what the Tigers have as well. Yes. Because Mbai has been pretty average this year. And again, in this game, he had zero interest in doing anything when they broke the line. How, that, far, how far away is Nofaluma? Yeah, well, he's, he's playing reserve grade Get currently. him back into the squad. Like it's, the, the first try the Troll scored, he was jogging and tossing up, what do I do? And then Moses Mbai decided for him. He's like, I'm going to come and just touch you with one hand, act like I tried to tackle you, and you can run past me. Let's agree on this. And that's what happened. And yeah, it, it was it was the the make a wish try, but the player is good. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Tupo was bloody exceptional in this game too. I thought he's hitting some of that form again that uh, reminded you when that, when 2013 when they won the competition, he was in real top gear. He hasn't hit that that level in a while now, but in this game, I thought he thought he was outstanding. They're going to beat us in the grand final. Yep. Yeah, nah, nah, it's a long time to go. It's a long time to go. The premiers aren't ready now. Even even Wayne told you out in the weekend, mate. You're listening to your Wayne press conferences. The premiers aren't there yet. But uh, yeah, it's one of those games. I didn't even the South. Sorry, the Roosters didn't even need the forwards to do that much. Like you know, Hargreaves only had ten carries. Lou only had eleven. That you know, Butch off the bench had seven. Tedavano had seven. They didn't have to work that hard because the anytime the Roosters backed up the ball like at all, they smashed them. They just yeah. smashed and, them. Up. And the Tigers were shooting themselves in the foot by, you know, not stopping them. Yeah, <laughs> which I know is really silly, but like. Come on. It was a lot of the tries were easy. Even to yeah. the two of the tries that the both the tries the Tigers scored were really easy. Madison off the scrum, running through half his old team. Was that, a, was the, look, I'm here for scrum plays. Mm. That was good scrum play against yeah. the grain. Good stuff. Yeah, and then uh you also had Robbie Farrow to score from dummy half without much effort either. But uh yeah, for the for uh, the Tigers, it feels like that missed penalty goal from SR Masters, that Penrith game has like put a line in the sand for his season because he has not had a single good moment since that game. Is he not New uh, New Zealand's starting centre? Mate, him and Asako started on the right side for New Zealand what last year. So like you put happening? that together now. It's like, mate, like one of them, like, I don't think Osako deserves to be dropped, but he's apparently playing reserve grade this week, and SR Masters shouldn't be far away with his form either. That would be uh, the Cook Island starting, <laughs> starting uh, side. Uh, alrighty, speaking of New Zealand teams getting beat, it's uh, the Warriors 18, the Knights 36. I definitely did not see this coming. Uh, I, I didn't. We, t- we spoke as such, saying the Knights have got a horrible away record, etc., etc. They're down a few troops. But, wow. 
Yeah, well, they haven't won in New Zealand for seven years prior to this game. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they, Mitch Pearce played confidently. And, you know, as we know, when he, when he starts rolling, you know, as we know, when he hits throughout his career, he hits those patches of form. His teams do quite well. And he was good in this game. But the Warriors have a lot of concerns that you have a home fixture against the Knights and your team hasn't got up for that one. It's not a great sign. Yeah, and the Knights coming back late to, to seal the win would, have, would do them a world of good for their confidence. It will. And Brownie still came out and bashed the refs. Well, you've got it. You've got a second system. <laughs> but now they've got Cody Nicarama coming in this week. And I think, you know, obviously I was over Cody life at the Broncos. And I'm happy he's gone. But I think it's a, a better fit for him playing alongside a great Blake Green where he can do a lot more of his running. And mm. he might, might improve them a little on that right-hand side because that side of the field for them has really not offered much since Sean Johnson's gone. I thought Patrick Herbert was pretty decent in this game again. But, you know, there's not much going on down the right. And then Kemal Marlow has some of his moments. The the Kenny Dow try was like the clashes of dick fingers in the air. But Kenny Dow <laughs> won out. At least dick fingers. He did. Uh, and it was good for the Knights to win a game like this. I know Ponga scored like, what did he score, 20 points or something? Yes. He scored the first play- Knights player to do that since Joey, which is weird considering you'd think someone like Kurt Gidley might have done that once. But, uh, but... They, even though he scored that many points, he didn't have to do that much, hmm. which is a good win for the Knights to think we didn't rely on throwing the ball to Kalen. You know, he scored that try to seal the game, but before that, he wasn't like he was all over the pitch creating things. So it's a, a nice little win for them. You know, so that's about it for me. I mean, the Warriors just... I, f- I don't know I, where to go from I, here. I know I know that we we try not to be sentimental on this show, but I feel for uh, I feel for their young half because, like, to, to, to get... He's obviously come in... To a relatively sticky situation, and that they've they've dropped, they've let like Johnson's mm-hmm. gone. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say they let him go, and I feel like if there's one year that you just let the bloke play, it's this year. Yeah, like I don't feel like he he's on a hiding to nothing either way. And now they've got Nicarima in, and obviously you have said and on on a number of times that you're not a huge fan of his. Mm. But man, I just feel for him because I thought that he was doing a good enough job. What's what's the upside really at this point? Like again, you pay five hundred k for Nikarima or whatever five six hundred k they're paying for him. For the Broncos, he's on two fifty, and him playing well is value at that point. There's no value to the Warriors grabbing him for yeah. that much. And, and like, uh, um, you let Sean Johnson go for a million dollars to bring this in, and it's like you didn't plan for pro Sean. You tried two other halves. You denied one Nikarima last November, even though it's come out. You've even admitted you approached him in November. Yeah. Then you've got him now. It's like, and now what's what's the plan again? Now it's like we're back to Blake Grant, Nick Arima, and Harris Avita can wait two years. Yeah. Or, or Adam Kieran is not coming back. Whatever. But who who just, was it? Was it last week we were discussing that this this is another sign of having the next and the next and the next? Yeah. It's just a it's just a and weird ne- thing. It's like the next is here. The next is f- five six NRL games now. Like you've got to start somewhere. Was well, so t- yeah? As you said, when the Warriors like when they got rid of Sean Johnson, I was like, what are you building towards? You you could you were good enough last year. Yeah. Now it's like oh, it's got this weird mix of like senior players that they paid money for. Like again, Adam Blair has no purpose at the anymore now. If you're not trying to win right now, yeah. For example, and now you've got Cody might change the season around. I don't think so, but. It's just weird in there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Like it the bench reminds is, it reminds me a lot of kind of mid twenty tens Raiders. The bench is terrible. He's playing like two little guys on the bench almost every week now. Like Nathaniel Roach played um played hooker off the bench, and then Hayes Hayes Perham played in the half off the bench. Shout out Hayes Perham, then, twelve yeah, minutes. Good job. Yeah, play and there you go. And then Chris Sartai and Adam Blair with the other two bench mid, uh, forwards. But it's just like that's that's the plan now, and that's a couple weeks. So they played three hookers. Mm. So that's like, yeah, that's it's like unforgivable. Kearney, you know, out running anybody. No one else does that for a reason. <laughs> when Newcastle made 
I mean, sort of put this team together for the year. There was a lot of, there was a couple of scenarios in this game which was kind of like the culmination of what they envisaged, if you like, with like mm. Clemmer charging forward, getting a quick play of the ball, and then Pierce and Ponga running downhill mm. as a yeah. result. Um, and you know, we we hammer them when they deserve it, but they were very good in this game, particularly in the last twenty minutes. They just seemed I know it's a dumb cliche, but they just looked like they wanted the game more than the Warriors did. There was a Did they have momentum? They did not, but um, there was an incident today uh, which Harry mentioned to us about, um, I think, ball went to ground near Tuivasa Shek, mm. and it was at Mitch Barnett it that was. dived on it at oh, the, at the, when it was still a one-try game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that was basically, they scored a couple of minutes after that, and that was basically the end of the game. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, though, because it's not like this game was comfortable. Like, they won it comfortably in the end, but it was like 20 minutes to go or so. It was 18 the, all with 25 minutes. The Warriors left. had staked a comeback, and the old Knights, you would, would have wilted. So, yeah. And it's, it's a good win for them away from home as well. Now they move on to three wins, which somehow was like... They're a win out of the finals. Good yes, on them. it's like 10th at the moment. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Parramatta 32, St. George Illawarra 18. This was a banging game. At the new Parramatta S- So State. many good tries in this yeah. game. Possible game of the year contender until the, the... I mean, they know they blew the scoreline out a little bit in the last 10 minutes, but, I mean, for a long time it was it was, it was was just awesome. Full, full credit to Parra. I, I think they 100% deserve this. I don't think that we were... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the Dragons, I don't think were poor. You can they, say we. I think they were unlucky. I think uh, they faded once, once the Parra got ahead. Their yeah. first mistake was going up 14-0. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, correct. Yes, big yes, error yes. by them. Very, very silly. Oh, so move. What is it? The two-year anniversary of that this weekend. It's this weekend, yeah. Weekend. There you go. Will Will there be a, a ceremony at Magic Weekend? You, you'd assume so. Uh, they'll have they'll have four te- they'll have a fourteen meter line. <laughs> <laughs> it's such but, a thing at this point. I was che- I was like checking the Reddit thread while watching this game, and there's people like oh, 14 nil. Look out, and I'm like, oh, people have no idea where it came from. No, it's but we know. But uh. That that this you know, is the know. better math stuff you try. Last week's try was sick, but this yeah. one, this game, well, like, uh, he's now got the individual and the team try of the year yeah, like, locked up, both of them. This one was like what they spread it to Rafa Lava like, for turning a kick. He goes across field. You're like, what? What are you doing, champ? <laughs> breaks like two tackles, throws it to Pereira, and Pereira's like, I'm just gonna take a hit up. Breaks like three tackles. He, he and makes like 25 meters yeah. in that hit up. To be fair, yeah, no, he's like, I'm just gonna take a hit up, whatever. But he breaks like three tackles, finds Corey Norman who beats one man, goes down the wing, and then Corey Norman gives it to is it Lafay? Lafayette yeah, goes Lafayette. outside and he throws and that in, crazy flick pass. Then Arthur drawing it. in yeah. And scores that. And then Dufty sco- yeah, scores that great try there. And then in the second half, Parramatta scored like eight long range tries. I just say second half, like <laughs> Maker Sivo's first try in the second half, Maker Sivo, whatever, it was amazing. The yeah, second one no was nearly scoring. <laughs> the second it. one was nearly the worst bomb try of all time. Yeah. Like, pass the fucking ball, champ. Uh, yeah, but it's like you no. had no business in scoring that. Like you, you dummied to Jennings like seven times, and you, but he pushed Dufty in the head like a child. <laughs> he did. And he just grabs it, grabs his jersey. Sorry, that was the first one. Leave yeah, me alone. I think that's the second one. I can't remember. Is it? That's the first one, is it? The yeah, one sorry. The, the one we didn't pass the ball. Yeah. We definitely should have passed the ball. But yeah, the Dragons let in some soft tries once they cracked. I mean, they tried Gutherson's score, but he darted from dummy half 30 metres out. Didn't beat a oh, single man and man. ran the distance. Again, what, what did we say earlier? It doesn't count as a missed tackle if there's no contact. Yeah. 100% And as Dale mentioned earlier in the show, Reed Marnie with the Aaron Woods-esque try celebration. Yeah, that was good. stacking it. I did enjoy, by the way, at the end of the Roosters game, Latrell going like a... You see, like, he stood like a duck or like a penguin. He jumped when Boy Corder scored. Latrell jumped and landed on his stomach and slid through the screen. And you see on the screen, he's just smiling on the left. <laughs> you know what? That's nice. I like it. You're going to smile like penguins. More, more penguins. Oh, we didn't talk about all the Goannas, but whatever. whatever. That was that was a fantastic, by the that way. Obviously, good. my team got smashed, but Poor good Sam tribute. Burgess. And it was like one of the things the players come up with and just did it on the night, as Wayne said after the game. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, in this game, like pa- Penrith, sorry, Parramatta scored that try with Gutho, which is just Tarek Sims jamming up too quickly on yeah. his outside, yeah. wanted to smash the first receiver. Gutho went, and then he broke the line, and you're just like, oh, someone will tackle him. 
Oh, wait, no. That's, Dufty's in the Lions. That's, yeah. now, that's now what? Eight, more than 80 points in the two games at the New Fortress? Yeah. So. Mate, it's going to be some crackers there. It's just one of those things. There's, it's really weird, but I was talking about it yesterday uh, as at a party, and I was like, this is the first time in my lifetime I remember a vibe around a, a stadium in Australia. Mate, we play like, them there. Since in, the Olympics. We play them there in four weeks' time, and I can't wait to go again. The, the, only, awesome. the only thing that I can liken it to is that, like, Melbourne Victory playing at. At Amy Park, mm. like every time you go there, and I know you guys have all been there. Every time you go there, it feels like a we big end, game. We feel, we get sad and then we go home. Well, that, that, well that's the, that's the thing. It's the truth about like get a the, super in the ground. It's like the players are human too. It's like why well, there's a lot more better games at Suncorp. A lot of good games there because it's generally over thirty thousand there, and yep. everyone's up for it. That's why there's a lot of good games at Suncorp. And that's why there's a lot of shit games at ANZ. Yeah, and that's why when players go here. They're the same mood the fans are in, and the games have been awesome. And after every single try, it feels like the games are meant more at Bankwest. And it feels really good to have a stadium like this in Sydney because I haven't heard excuses now. I don't want to go to XYZ. I've heard like 100 people have told me I can't wait to go to Bankwest. Like, and I, I know that I was working uh, yesterday evening. Mm. But like, if I, if I had the day off, I 100% would have gone to this game just to go to the ground. And I know that I can't go for the, the Raiders game because I'll be away. Mm. But like, I'm. Oh, yeah. Totally if anyone. If, if there's a random game and I'm not doing anything and people are like, hey, do you want to go? And it was at ANZ, I'd be like, uh, no. Convince me. But if they're <laughs> like, hey, do you want to go? It's at Bankwest. I'd be like, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, alrighty, we'll pick the games for next week. Where are the games next week, Dave? Uh, they are at Lang Park in Milton, Queensland. All of the games. They are. Why are they all the games in Queensland? Idiots! Shut up! Stupid people on the internet. All right, die internet. In a hole. <laughs> just falling a well. All Why right. are you letting them get to you? I'm not. I'm just saying they're stupid. <laughs> don't let don't let the haters breathe. All righty, moving no, on. No one's hating me for that. Gonna... Oh, I hate Queensland. Right. Pe- people saying that this week. Why is it because the Queensland government paid yeah, for no, it. Yeah, because it makes money. Kids. Oh, but it's a money-making adventure. It's like, what do you think the sport's for? Yeah, that's why it's called Magic Weekend. <laughs> People go there and money magically appears. Alrighty, Gold Coast versus the Sharks at Lang Park Thursday evening. Titans. 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 What? That was, this is my bit. Oh, it's your is, bit, is it? This is stolen valour from both of you. <laughs> Sickening. Alrighty, Friday evening, West Tigers, Panthers at Titans. Lang Park. <laughs> Um, Tigers Yeah fuck West I guess Yep West Oh it's a replay this already Yeah I know Weird Uh, Alrighty (laughs) Manly Warringah Versus the Broncos At Lang Park 805 We're gonna get scrapped By like Joel Thompson In the halves aren't we Brad Parker is going to Dust someone Arpi Coruscant is playing In the halves Well yeah but that just Means we get um, Oh Brad Parker Versus Jack Bird Scrappy white guys on Because Bird's moved To the right side We'll see That is gonna be a bum fight If ever we've seen it uh, yeah. Give me the Broncos. Uh, Broncos back at home, I think, might do but what they Does that do. mean we're going to get 80 minutes of Manasseh Fainu if Coruscant's playing in the half? I don't know. I'm pro that. Yeah, well, yeah, Andrew McCulloch might have done his knee today, he too. Because so. he, he was quite good in the second half as well. He was. Yeah, his nice first half. good part of the season was that second half against your lot. Uh, but, uh, but it's weird that all the, all the changes are happening bar Darius Boyd for the Broncos. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, it matters. Manly, pure grit, going to get over the line. Alrighty, Saturday yeah. afternoon, the worst game so, in the world. Manly? No, I tipped Broncos. I'm like, yeah. I took Brisbane that's the closest he's come to tipping against the Broncos. Yeah. Alrighty. Canterbury Bankstown versus Newcastle, three o'clock Saturday at Lang Park. Pass. Pass. <laughs> this is um, this is can we this talk is, about is This is the popcorn match on the wrestling <laughs> yeah. card, as they call yeah. it. This is this is the match where the punters will go can to we, the concession stand. Can we talk stand. about yeah, our, our, favorite, our favorite, favorite part of uh, a night's tale instead of talking no, about this game next week? <laughs> no, but they won, so we can't we can't. If they go on a bad run again, yes, we'll start. Okay. Well, unfortunately, that. this game, because you know, with these games, I don't check attendance at each game. They just put attendance at the end. So it's going be to benefit home from crowd like the, for the Bulldogs attention. for fifty fifty two thousand. But there's going to be like nine thousand people here for this. one, Yeah, right? this is a long day as well. This is three games. People, 
if no. you're an, if oh, you're but, a, the, but people want to go to three games. No, That's why I, I, should have I mean, I would if I was there, and I assume most Same. of the people listening to this will. But a lot of people just won't. Um, to that end, Newcastle. David Clemmer revenge game. He's going to run for four hundred um, meters. But Newcastle won two in a row. I think they might be confident. Gambles fallacy, Mitchell. No, it's not a, no, it's not a gambles fallacy. They're, they don't know how to win. Oh, okay. Are. So Bulldogs are going to win. Okay. Uh, I will take the dogs. As well. Alrighty, 5.30, Warriors versus St. George Illawarra at Lang Park. Warriors are traditionally good at Suncorp. Mm. Kearney Agreement doesn't have to leave the state, I guess, as well, but I'm going... Uh, That's good. I'm going the Dragons. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know who's playing for Corey Norman at the six. Are they going to bring move Lomax there? Are they going to bring uh, Jai Field Jai in? Field? Darren Nichols is injured, so... They should have recruited some extra spine players so that this wouldn't happen. Yes, how, how even they, more. How could they have not foreseen this coming? They started the way too many in LA. Yeah. Shit. Um, well, Zach Lomax wasn't that good. You and Aiken's better than him. Yeah. Good, fine. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Warriors. Uh, I'll, I'll take that the everyone else. Yeah. Thanks yeah. all. I feel like if I see... Some, there's one of those ones, again, I've seen a team that's like a vomit if I see whoever gets named at six for the <laughs> Dragons. Talk so about... Oh, marquee, marquee game of the round. Alrighty, Melbourne versus Parramatta, 7.35 at Suncorp well, Stadium. Well, Melbourne are like the greatest Suncorp team of all time. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate <laughs> for and Parramatta. And Parramatta's pretty good there too, but I'm picking Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Melbourne as well. Yeah. Uh, game of the round, Eastern Suburbs Big versus time. Canberra at yeah, Lang wow. Park on su- bit, Sunday Bit of a tragedy, afternoon. we might not get Leilua versus Luttrell because there is a, a centre spot open for the Blues and because Freddie actually is a good human, he might pick Joey. Whoa. So if, 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 tr- if Joey is playing, it could be an audition, but he's got that neck injury, so he might not play. But and that's supposedly an- and he just woke up with a stiff neck. As well. That's a Sorry? weird... Yeah. Supposedly he just woke up with a stiff neck. He was yeah. in Wagga. Yeah, that's the story he told the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, Rapana are it? not in the wing either. Bateman out, Tapana out. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm picking the Chooks, but um, Soliola versus Siasua. But I, I think, I think the Raiders will, will give them a good push. It'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Chooks. Uh, and last game of the round: South Sydney versus North Queensland, four o'clock at Lang Park. What a nice victory cigar for the weekend. That is. <laughs> yeah, and South. to that end, I will take North Queensland. Wow! Look at you. Yeah. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. News time. That's, after, that's still good. By after the way. 14 attempts of getting that dropout, well done me because I'm a big idiot. You don't need to tell them that. No, nah, you got to let them behind the iron curtain sometimes. I'm still against ever doing that, but fine. Alrighty, what's the what's the news, kids? Supposedly there's a magic round happening this week. Don't there I? is. Don't know about that. Uh, Josh Dugan played 80 minutes this week. That's news, That's according news. to Fox Sports. Yeah, we'll find out. Andrew McCulloch, as I said earlier, probably done his knee at training today. Don't know how bad it is. That was a, a horrible, horrible-looking uh, photo that they put out. He, he yeah. looks like he's in a world of pain. Lying on a, a heap on the ground. But doesn't always mean the ones that are the most painful are generally that when you've yeah. done the worst injury. So. Uh, also, it's not his bad knee. It's not. Which is important. <laughs> As a man with many bad bones. As a man with two get. bad knees, I can tell you that it's it's a statistical problem. And how about Manezi Fano has got a, uh, a, a rep, uh, one of those guys who has to choose his country because he's got to pick between three of them. <laughs> Australia, oh. New Zealand or Tonga. I hope he picks Tonga because like Tonga, yeah. need, they need a hooker so bad. That oh, they've got Salim Avili. So, oh, Avili, you know, he played, he played, he played 13 or, four, or nine off the bench. Yeah, he can't play 13 for Tamalolo, obviously. But who, who, played, mate, who played hooker for them last year? Mate, Sani Katoa, he's terrible. Ah, of course, and he's bad. Yeah, uh, but I'd love to see him come off the bench. And one of those things, like, 
you know, he can play for the Blues in the future anyway. Tonga's a second-tier nation. Or you can play for New Zealand in the future. Why don't you just, like, have a game for Tonga and then decide? You know why he shouldn't play for Tonga? Why? Because it's a Leichhardt Oval this year, and that is a travesty. Travesty. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah, but Put it back in Campbelltown. His quote was, I'm available for either Tonga or New Zealand, but I'm still unsure what I'm doing. Even New South Wales want me. So everyone's been on the phone to him this week. Uh, who? What? Who? Who is he? He's... How is he getting into the New South Wales team? Okay, so he said he said no. His parents neither sorry neither country's contacted him yet. So I guess only um, Freddie has. Well, he's born in New South Wales, but his dad's Tongan, and his mum's a Kiwi, I assume. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. That's it. But uh, mate, just get him in. Look, he's he's got Fanua Blake and Marty Tapau who uh, who split on him. He got but whatever. Follow Fanua Blake to Tonga. Yeah, and have some fun. And play P- with the king of Tonga. Pacific. Pac- why's, why is Campo playing? <laughs> Pacific Island footy is bloody fantastic, and I won't hear I won't hear a bad word against it. It is. Uh, um, any other news we want to talk about? Cody Walker is the best player in the competition. That's, that's true. Um, <laughs> so apparently, the NRL uh, will be bringing in um, uh, turf minimum standards for next year, and they will have independent oh, turf, turf wars. I think we're saying ind- <laughs> independent turf experts expected to be in place for the 2020 season. Um, I know a guy who has to test soil for a living. So Simo Ali, get on the phone. <laughs> Just He's on the gra- on the gravy train. What a dr- yeah. what a what a gig that'd be. By the way, the Dalian leaderboard. By the way, Cody Walker ten points in second place. Who's first? Mun- the Munsters on eleven, and Gutherson's on ten. Cansmith ten, Tedesco ten. Well, for the proof that the Dalian is a croc. No, yes. what's, that one's well, it's more so like the Storm again. Munster and Smith is like they need to be able to get points there. Yeah, whatever. But uh, Cody Walker on the bubble. It won't last. It's like Damien could last does. year didn't, but mate, ridiculous. He's hoping this is going to be the third Rabbitoh in six years that should want a Dalium, and we're going right. to with no Daliums. Uh, just a just a take on the turf thing. Uh, we, this has been a sport for 110 years in this country, and we're only just getting turf doctors. Yep. What, what are all the other sports in the country? As, so, have is turf doctors like is this a needed thing? It's a thing in AFL. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of doctors but in I, AFL. You've got to remember with the AFL, like eight teams play at the MCG. They have a so turf doctor. Would, yeah. yeah. And also they have a covered stadium which gets no sunlight, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe that it's taken this long. It's, it's, I know that we had the, we, you had the issue. I mean, Sandcorp was 15 years ago. Yeah, like, how? and Docklands had the same problem. Like, I know what, they don't play that now. I would but. sign up to be the turf doctor because I'd just call myself a doctor. Just, like, yeah. You mumble the turf part. Oh, I mean, I'm tempted I'm to go back to uni to get a PhD just to insist that people call me doctor are there in, any, all, are there any in doc- all social exchanges. Well, Nathan Lyon went from... You know, working on the grounds to playing for Australia. And I'm it not did. saying I'm ready for a meteoric, meteoric rise at almost 29, but <laughs> if I can get on the turf next year at 30, if I get near Wayne at Redfern, it'll rub off on me, I'll get the aura. <laughs> By 31, I could be playing Queens- for Queensland. Who knows? I'm glad that you've mapped it out. You've got a four-year plan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've only got like 17 debilitating injuries and I'm well out of shape, but I'm telling you. That's right. Jack Bird's playing right I can't good. see any yeah. major downsides to this. Well, I'm, like I told you, I'm like five calls of people getting injured being called up. I'm playing TRL. <laughs> I set like two tries up last week. I'm on. Pretty sure you're technically a blue though, so. Look, back, back of those eligibilities. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> My dad played touch for Queensland. Father-son rule, I'm in. <laughs> you ever been to Papua New Guinea? I'm sure that's so, the same no, thing. They play Touch of Queens in Australia. Sure, I count. That counts. We'll figure it out. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to hammer me with questions. It's question time. Question time. Uh, first question comes from LV05. says, how good is winning? Oh, sorry. At Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. Wow. <laughs> uh, Eddie NZ said, each team can sign one former player from their club without it appearing on their cap. Who do they take? One former player? Yes. Mm. Like, in this scenario, is it like someone who played for us once or is it like a 
former player that's still playing in the NRL? Uh, one former player for the... I don't know. We do whatever you want. Okay. Well, if we're cheating... Yep. Oh, shit, nah. Because like, you have to go back to like the 60s and those guys weren't athletic, so they'd all get oh, killed. Oh, I yeah. think it's like a play- person who's still yeah. like... Yeah, well, that was my point. Able to play. Because well, I assume your answer would be well, Darren Lockyer. Well, I, I thought you would have said like Ben Teo, for example. Mm. That's what I thought you were but like, he doesn't play rugby league. So but, so, but I think that counts. He's still an athlete. Uh, he'd be pretty close. If Dylan Walker wasn't a ship bloke, he'd be pretty close. Yeah. Uh, James Roberts is pretty close. Well, you, um, you get, get him I, We're going to get him. So um, that's, that's nice. For for me, for Bronco, the Broncos, well, obviously Darren Lockyer. <laughs> well, Tom Dearden is the next Alfie. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention him earlier. He, he looked okay like the first like, 10 minutes when we were blown away. He looked all right. Didn't, oh, didn't I, let I, us down. I, I have mine. Uh, Josh Adokar. Get him back. Good answer. I'm counting him. Yeah, okay, well, who do I want? Like, Jai Arrow is one up. He's a really good player, but we've got so many forwards anyway. Yeah, it's still just Ash Taylor, I think. Mm. He wouldn't be the, the in the disaster that he is right now if he was at, at Brisbane. Uh, probably one of the Morris boys. I think we could do with a decent centre. You could do with a, a winger who just catch the ball and do things. Hmm. Is Nathan Blacklock able uh, to catch? Oh, uh, well, he could still catch. Yeah, good catch. How about you guys let go of, what, like, Jordan Pereira? Not Jordan Pereira, sorry. You let go of um, uh, Patrick Herberts from your lot. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Garrick looks solid enough from your lot. Like, why sign Maranto and Jonas Pearson when you could have just kept one of those two boys? On? Look, I, don't know. I don't make the decisions. Whatever. They're not, not like they're the world's biggest losses. But anyway, next one. Jack Cronin says, How much of an impact did the last few years of a player's career have on their legacy? Would Darius Boy be remembered in a better light if he retired at the end of 2017 or you remember the good moments when we look back years down the line? I think we as a podcast are pretty united that it doesn't affect their legacy to a great extent. But if he keeps going no, at, no. At, at a certain point, but I mean, it would have to be another couple of years. His like legacy's this. done. Because like he was a guy that already, even when he was really good at the Dragons, nobody watched that when he was the best player in the world in 2010. Nobody watched the Dragons then because the people found them boring. So people always had this thought of him being carried in origin. Obviously, he had the bad couple of years at the night, so he has had bad years elsewhere. Came back to Brisbane, had a really good year in 2016 and got the origin jersey at fullback and the Australia jersey at fullback. But he's been so bad this year and pretty average last year that mm. he will be remembered for being a, a, a bad player because also people didn't like him for so long. Which I... Is Thought we'd, we'd, I thought we'd be united on this. That surprises me a no, little I, bit. No, I, I don't remember. I don't remember oh, right. a bad place. I'm saying in general, that's who he'd be I remembered. think he's got... If I think he needs to retire this year to preserve his status as a I, great I, I don't think, think he should play that. first grade again. I, well, yes, I agree, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, mm. it's it's one of those things... As in, I don't think that's not going to happen. I don't think... I think he's playing too, but it's one of those things that's like... It's bugging me because he's not the first good player to go off a cliff. And just like, Brett Stewart went through this... And he just stopped turning. They just were like, you know what? Just let's go at the back and whatever. <laughs> the deal with this. They did give him the green curtain. Yeah, and then like Gi just done it this year. You know, even when Sam Thayer went off the cliff, he lost the captaincy at Brisbane. They went to he came back a little, but then last year he was in a bit part player. Like when players go off cliffs, many many a team eventually it doesn't matter how senior you are, or how good you are, have the dignity to, to take you out back and get rid of you. And you know, I don't expect Darius Boyd to play Queensland Cup ever again, but he just, to me, he's, he's not up to first grade standard. I think he has a, he has a massive impact on where the, where the team is currently. He, he's not in the he's not in a position whereby he can have any form of versatility either, because like I mean, even with yeah. Sammy Thayde, he could play prop or second off row the bench. Or, yeah, off the bench. He you can't have a off the bench fullback. <laughs> hey, well, Mary does it. Yeah, look, but he's in that sp- yeah, he's in that spot him. as well. As like he he can't be happy in his personal life either. I'm sorry, he just can't no. be because he misses fights with people on, on the internet about it too. But it's like that's never know. a good sign. It's not. Anyway, next question: Michael Darren seventy nine. Uh, top five players, past or present, to go a year too long. Okay, who was really bad in their last year? Well, I should just mention Brett Stewart was terrible in his JT. last year. 
JT. JT wasn't bad, but he was so far below his standard he'd set. I think that's what what for me puts him in the top five is that yeah. he was like the greatest player in the world and then was shit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Darius Boyd. Yeah. Uh, have you got any Bungard? Mm, not really. Mm. Block Labrador? <laughs> Definitely a year too long. Everything was too long. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, rugby career. Oh, um, Terry Campese in the NRL. Like he, he was, He was sad. He was... Broken. That's it. And uh, yeah, it was, that was it. Was sad though because he was so good and he's so broken. He went and played overseas afterwards, obviously. But it's yep. like you don't remember some guys playing like that. Uh, there's got to be more guys, but generally most of it comes from. People I mean, you would have thought Benji injury. and Robbie, but then they somehow no, yeah, resurrected themselves. Um, oh, Scott Prince, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he was really bad. His last. He came year, back actually. to the Broncos, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. like even when the Titans don't want you, it's not a good sign. And the next question from Michael Darren says, if you were to plan Sydney's stadium strategy, how many Bankwest stadiums would we need and where would they be placed? Uh, oh. Multiple teams out of one ground? Is Bankwest a minimum requirement stadium which you're aiming for? Those are his questions. I think, the, oh, I think the, the, answer, the answer to the last question is yes. Not necessarily size, but just facilities because now that that wise. exists, there's no excuse for, it to, for you to make a worse one. It's, it's yeah. like, I guess with the MCG, you have, sorry, with Melbourne, you have the MCG, which is, is untouchable as possibly the, one of the best stadiums in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's hard to argue. Then you have Docklands, which is going to be owned by the AFL very Terrible soon. Stadium. Terrible Crap. ground, but... After they built that, they knew what they had to get right. They couldn't improve on what they had, mm. but they knew what they had to get right. They took Olympic Park. They obviously sold that to Collingwood, and they built Edwin Flack Field on Swan Street. But they knew they would have done all their research and been like, okay, what's the best part of the MCG? It has X facilities. It has X feel. It's steep. We're going to put all of those in a good stadium. It's make a rectangular. It's bigger than it needs to be because of Melbourne victory. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it looks like what they've done for, for Sydney. Well, they, yeah. they, we spoke about, like, they spoke about going to... The Theatre of Jeans in uh, in San Francisco. And we all laughed about, oh, they're on a junket, blah, blah, blah. And then they build this ground and you're like, holy shit, that ground's really good. Yeah, well, it's like they nailed it with, it's, as you mentioned, Edwin Flack Field or, or up on the Gold Coast as well, they nailed it. Rabina Stadium Rabina. is an absolute shame. It's, like, really, it's really a good. shame that it's, in the, yeah, it's exactly. on the Gold Coast. And Bankwest is for that ilk. And I think that yeah. is the baseline for, uh, for a, a stadium here. And you do have to have the big venues. They have to exist for the big games. But yeah, that is the baseline. Like we've now learnt the high tiers to the legal limit. You can tier a stadium, yep. all that kind of jazz. Um, and if I was going to play plan the stadium, Sydney Stadium strategy, I would not build another big stadium other than like ANZ. Yes, but the SFS doesn't have to be as big as they're going to build it. I think that if if I was going to build like they want to build the SFS to be fifty five, I think just 40. forty. Yeah, same thing. Forty. Have two have two tiers, curtain the top tier off unless yep. it's for a big game. That's the same thing. They have the same thing in, in Atlanta and they have the same thing in Vancouver. They have a 55,000-seat yep. stadium yeah. in Vancouver. They t- Realistically, stadiums should off. never be worse than well, the ones that came before them. Well, it's no, laughed at that, that, that design with curtain on top of the SFS off when it's not full, but that's because it makes a better atmosphere, not because they're yeah. trying to hide there's no people there. It they keeps the sound in. Like, if they wanted to hide people not being there, they would have put curtains down at ANZ for years ago. But it's, more, it's about keeping the sound in and it makes a better atmosphere. So yeah. I'm very pro that. And then... In terms of ANZ, they're going to re- re- redo that in parts. And Allianz doesn't need to be any bigger than Bankwest. Allianz didn't need to be done again. I'm sorry. It just yeah. well, I'm not sure about that. It's not a great stadium, but I just feel like personally, I'd fix ANZ and Allianz could say as well. I agree, but I mean, I went there for one of the few games it was sold out at last year, and it was awful. Mm. Allianz, yeah, just yeah, infrastructure-wise, it always um, is. But like, it doesn't need to be that big. It just needs to be the same size as Parramatta, if not yeah. even a little bit smaller. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, but I completely agree that ANZ needs to be done up uh, beforehand, given that it's the marquee stadium for 
like the NRL, the Wallabies, the Socceroos. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, there's other things I'm forgetting. Origin, obviously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't see anything if you're in the shit seats. Exactly. Mm. Also, Reese um, Wester went on a season too long. Should I should have said to him before? Yeah, that's a good yeah. one as well. Um, and also multiple teams at one ground. I don't know why fans are so against this kind like, of thing. I, as I said before, eight teams fight the MCG. Who yeah. gives a shit? And uh, I guess also it's five teams have shared the have shared ANZ for like the last ten yeah, years. Exactly. Like, Souths, Bulldogs, Dragons, Tigers, and Eels were all playing home games there. At I one think one. that pension comes from ANZ being such a bad stadium. It is bad, and I think that's it. But you know, if they're good centralized stadiums, I st- we still all want suburban games. We want them, but it's more so about the facilities and the ability of doing as such, and the cost of doing as such. It's, it's better to play at centralized stadiums, which I'm, I'm happy for teams. You know. Whatever the ANZ or Bankwest equivalents are, or what's at SFS, you know, you play six or seven of your games there, and then your other five, you split them out. Play to the Titans grounds. and the Warriors at your suburban grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Play against the Sydney teams at Bankwest. Exactly. It's not brain surgery. And, that, exactly. as, and that's another thing, as, as I was rabbiting on about with the Pacific Test. Like, Campbelltown Stadium is, it's out in Whoop Whoop, but like, at least it's easy to get to. It's on you, a train line. It's on a train yeah. line. You don't have to park there. You can catch the train down. It's decent facilities. It's a giant car park anyway, because there's a leagues club. It's the first, first time I've ever seen a bloke do the worm in a car park. Good. When the car park wasn't closed, he and he didn't die. And the one Sizzler that's still in New South Wales is across the street. Sizzler, peace be upon it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, next question, Huddy. So he's Huddux PSN says, can you rank the top five young prospects currently playing the NRL with subjective reasoning? Uh, so the, the young ones, I think the Matt one, Moylan. Yes, obviously. Yep. Yep. Uh, if we go to this year, who've kind of broken out, like Brighton Akora. He has to be number one number this year, one. right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, does Ponga still count? Because has he broken out already? Well, like, I don't know. If you still count if you still count Ponga, he's you number do, one. But, but Nakora's come into first grade with, with abilities that not many young players do have. And he hits the ball hard and on the right line like every time he carries it. And there's a reason why almost every week they look like scoring around him. Well, they do score around him. He scored again this week. He's been great. Um, Payne Haas, I thought, has been exceptional since he's come in already so far. And it's a big thing to play 60 minutes in the middle as a 19-year-old every week, but he's been yep. doing that. Nickel yep. Clockstad. Nickel Clockstad was not, that's what How I was going to say. He? He's 20. 21, okay. I think. Cool. Yeah. Jake Clifford. Jake Cl- well, Clifford would have been dropped, so... But I, I still rate his potential. Yeah, but we're talking about prospects, right? Because you yeah. said I couldn't have Ponga. Yeah, so you can um, have Ponga, yeah. These, yeah. I guess it's more so. Ponga's more established. Who else is a really good young prospect? Reid Marnie. Reid Marnie as well. His defense needs work, but he just is yep. really sharp around dummy half. And, uh, and Jerome, also, Jerome Hughes? No, he's like 26 uh, or 25. He's, yeah, he's been t- turned down by the Titans and the Cowboys before he ended up at the... But my at boy, the Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham. He's all right. He's well, I would have said Scott, Scott Drinkwater's one of them for me. Yeah. He's not playing first grade now, injured at the Storm. But the Storm have a... Um, they have a fullback facility up at the Coast Falcons, it feels like. like they've had, you know, uh, Jerome Int- Intense Hughes. fullback training. Well, everyone's... They have, always have a good fullback coming through, but they've had Jerome Hughes and Scott mm. Drinkwater recently. And now they've got a guy, Nico Hines, who has like 14 try assists in like four games or something at fullback. He's going to be the Queensland residence this week. That's quite good. They just pump out fullbacks up there. Uh, how about Harris Tavita? I wouldn't say so. No. I think he's had some decent moments, but I don't think he falls in that category okay. for me. Yeah, Fair. I think is any right. outside... Like, uh, Luttrell's obviously established. Yeah, you can't... We can't be, if we can't beat Ponga, we can't, we can't beat Luttrell. No, I think that's... Uh, any other really young ones? I mean, for Feeder, Dave for Feeder's another obvious one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Probably missed somebody. Somebody's screaming at their podcast right now. Whatever, deal Standard with it. Standard operating procedure. Yeah, it is. Please don't yell and, at us. And Huddy's next question is, how do you envision the game would look if they were widened, to widen the field by a metre on either side? He said he's not saying it's a good idea, but he wants it off any effect from this change. Well, the pitch would be two metres wider. But nothing. A metre's nothing on either yeah. way. I mean, Ravalawa would still run out. Like, it's 70 metres wide now, or it's 72 metres. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Simo. 
after three se- episodes of season eight, is the ending of the of Game of Thrones the biggest script discrepancy between the good how good the show was and how bad the ending is? No, how about your mother? Well, that was never good, so that's incorrect. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's still the gold standard for shit endings. Um, what else had a shit ending? Sopranos. Yeah, but uh, like. Um, Game of Thrones is yeah. As we want, I think anyone who's a hardcore fan knows it was like banging for four years. Now it's just okay. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. No, oh, I sort of enjoy, it, but it's like one of those things. Like I have a high standard for it, so if it, I think it disappoints me like every week because it was I liked it so much. Yeah. But now I'm I'm on Team Chaos. So whatever goes wrong is good. Okay. Now don't spoil anything for, the, spoil for anything. the listeners. No, fuck them. Yeah. Let's move. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Huddy says again. On what terms did Bri- Wayne Bennett leave Brisbane originally when he went to St George? Well, they were bad terms as well. But mm. he, that was the first time when Wayne first left. So he had that deal agreed with the Roosters apparently behind closed doors. He had issued a Bruno Cullen who was another CEO like Paul White. Um, and the first time he had to sign a contract was his last Broncos contract. Before that, he had handshake agreements with the Broncos for the 20-odd years. He never had to sign a contract. But it was the same kind of thing now. It was the, the, the power struggle pushed out by, uh, by a man in a suit. And what a shock that it looks like it's going in the exact same direction like instantly. That's good because that team won a premiership. Which team? The team he left them for. Yeah. So that's good. It's good for you. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, my worst nightmare is that Wayne does three years at South. I'm fine with that. My worst nightmare is that they add an extra Brisbane team and in three years, Wayne comes back and is director of football and just kills us until he dies wow. in like 2060 because he ain't dying. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real Night King. Yeah, exactly right. Um, well, yeah. But there were p- terrible turns. By the time he came back, it was like he'd always wanted to be at Brisbane. He never really wanted to leave. He got pushed out. But by the time he came back, everyone who was there after him had failed and been pushed on. It's kind of like when you go back to your hometown after moving into Sydney and you get home and everybody's got eight kids. Yeah. You know, it just sucks. <laughs> Notice at the pub, everyone is yeah. pushing prams mate, around. Hardy's got a lot of questions here. Uh, I don't want to talk about that guy. He asked about a media personality. We won't do that. Uh, Ryan's Rover says, the New Zealand heavy punnet reckons the Warriors pack is too small and needs a big bopper in the mould of Steve Price to fix their problems. Agree or disagree? They have big boppers. Don't yeah, they? I mean, <laughs> did Steve Price say that? Steve Price, Steve Price wasn't isn't that big. big. Yeah, yeah. like who are their big boppers at the moment? Bunty. And They've got Arthur and, Parsley. and then Parsley. Lachlan Burr's big, but yeah. not that big. I mean, I mean, so well, they they let James Gavitt go. He's, is yeah, is was, what they're trying to say? They need a big white guy. Yes. Is that what they're trying to say? <laughs> I mean, because Lachlan Burr. Look, I'm not sure of his genealogy, but from memory, Anglo. They mean Paliasena back. Potentially, but no, I don't think that solution to their problems is signing one big forward. And, and like, there's a lot of problems with that squad currently. It feels like, yes. like again, you playing three hookers probably has more to do with the issues at the middle because you're not bringing on enough forward rotation. Well, they're confused between not having any large people on the bench, yeah, because they are have they have three three hookers. Yeah, it's like like last year they had the same pack bar James Gavitt, and they did just. Are fine. you saying they need to bring back Charlie Gubb? <laughs> yes, that's always that's a good answer. He's teaching now. And yeah, and obviously yeah. any team could do with a more good forwards. That's the way, pretty yeah. groundbreaking research yeah. we're making here. Uh, Frankie asks, with Braden Bird's coming back shortly, do you drop Gagai Turner? You're not dropping Gagai. Gagai's Rich been playing Lyle. really well. He's 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 being facetious. He said, I think no. He said, I think it's a harder choice than it should be. It would have been in round after round two, but they never like, they're never really dropping bad. Gagai. Gagai's never going to get dropped. But also, he's again he's played quite well for the last month. Yeah, like obviously so, you're never getting value out of what he's worth, but that's a sunk cost now. He's had a couple of good games in a row. You're not going to drop him, and Kyle Turner is obviously as a spot as a spot fix. But at least you've now learned that as a spot fix, he's going to do okay. He'll, mm. I mean, he might end up with one of the. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the bench. I mean, I. Who do you drop though? Like. 
Oh, I mean, he doesn't have to go back to the bench. I suppose not, but I mean, it's nice to know that if a guy in the back line goes down, you've got someone. Well, at least now you're asking about who can make our bench, whereas last year you were like a, you had like a one-man bench. It's, mm. a, it's a good thing. Messi has got Ozil last. You get to drop the worst player in your current starting 17, but you have to replace him with Josh Dugan. Do you do it? Yes. Yes. No. Well, my worst player is our fullback, and the bonus of Josh Dugan going to fullback is that if he gets injured in 30 minutes, we might have a better person go to fullback, and Asako, then a Stags can come on and play centers. We don't have any bad players. Uh, and also, you have, you have nobody want Dugan spot to take the spot. I mean, what's he going to like? No, quite no. frankly. Well, I mean, well, no, he's asked that question because Dugan's obviously no, one know, of the worst players in the comp. Who's, um, well, so, I mean, who's South's worst player right now? Is it George Burgess? On form, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not dropping George Burgess for Dugs. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And uh, you're dropping Dufty, are you? I drop Ravalawa. Play Dugs on the wing. Yeah. Um, Frankie Yasser says again, not a question, but a PSA for Muggs going to Magic Weekend. When you see a footy player being a drunk dickhead, send him home. Don't film it, you fuck. Agree. But also film it and send it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Also agree. And if you're really lucky, it might end up as a drop on this podcast. It might. It definitely would, though. Uh, Dane underscore Anger says, with the availability of Queensland hookers reaching crisis levels, should Ian Lacey be out of jail to play for the Rhones in the first out of the game? I forgot he was in jail. Well, mate, the longest longest yard situation. Play for it. Mm. Yeah. but yeah, there's, there's there's dire straits now. McCulloch's now out. It's like Hunt is Hunt, Reed, Marnie, Jake Granville are the hooker options, I guess. And the halfback options are currently like Hunt or Ash Taylor. Wow, it's good, <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, Daniel's got anger. Says, how likely is Magic Weekend becomes truly magical? With Paul Gallen getting the all-time loss record with a fourteen nil dickheading, <laughs> hitting all the. And, well, and- and it Cam also Cam Smith records. Record weekend. Yep. Record weekend. <laughs> and, and Brisbane's kind of a regional area. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just like we drew it up. It's a big region and yep. it's an area. And then uh, RCB Shark says, will the Eels go undefeated at Bankwest? No, they play South there in three weeks. They're going to have a very good record there for yes, a couple of years though. They are. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a really good record at Parramatta comparatively like home versus away yeah. when they when They, they always had a good record at Parramatta. Right. Yeah. And then he said, how good was a combo of an awesome try into 14-0 dickheaded? It was great. Yeah, mate, that was a banging game. Yeah. Bankwest games are like must-watch, must-watch TV at the moment. Uh, Gilby Honest or Gillard said, with the rest pulling Bateman and kick outside early and telling them to pull their heads in regarding the, their personal battle, are we risking losing the theatre of great battle between players in the future? Well, they both got injured, which shows that the ref should not have done that. Yeah, yeah also, uh, look... Just let there the was boys a, play. Yeah, also, kick out did push Bateman's face into the turf. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're at risk of losing that theatre because... There was not like the referees. Like people don't have stinks anymore anyway. That part they're still going to run at each other all day. Like the, the worst, the worst stink in that one was well, not stink, but dumbest thing that happened in that game was the Maloney tackle on Hodgson. It just didn't need to happen. You don't <clears> need to play suplex somebody into the ground. You're not Blake Austin. Chill, bro. Yep. And uh, Shane eighty six says, "How good are five year deals? They're terrible." I I give them none out of ten. Like I, I'm always it's a I've no been, from me. Like, I've been against this in, in rugby league pretty much at almost everybody in every level because it's a performance based industry. It always will be. And five years is too secure for any performance based industry. Yeah. Like you, contract years are a thing because players get motivated by contracts. And I I personally think, for example, giving someone like Anthony Seabold or even Ivan Cleary is what he's going at, obviously. But Anthony Seabold five years on the back of half a year is ridiculous to give anyone that kind of control. And now there's currently no pressure on him to turn things around because. Yeah. You know, he's going to sit there for another four and a half That years. might be good in a way because maybe he needs some time. Well, to... I definitely think coaches, do, like, a lot, like you shouldn't give up on a coach after a year, for example. Like, coaches deserve time. They think, all do. I think of all the problems rugby league has, it, they, don't have, they don't have that sort of trigger finger with coaches that most sports do. Like, usually guys do get time. 
Yeah, but five years for a rookie and anything is terrible. Yeah. I just Did, can't I can't get behind it. Didn't Man United sign David Moyes to a seven year contract? David Moyes is I'm pretty sure still getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, but by they, them. they can sack him after like three weeks. Yeah. Uh Frankie asks again, geez, Frankie, you must be bored. Uh what jersey is peak dickheadedness for Magic Weekend? He's thinking blues, Sydney blue socks, and Rabbitohs when they aren't playing. Um, well, that's just everyone does Rabbitohs when you're not playing. That's almost cliche. <laughs> Sydney Blue Sox is very good. Just find, if you find a guy wearing a Brisbane Aces jersey, you just tackle him. That, that's that's <laughs> you have to, you have that's to scrap. Your weekend, I believe now that's four, your weekend a fourteen-year sort of, dickhead. Yeah, speaking in that of, sport would speaking be of personal battles that the referee shouldn't stop, the, the <laughs> Brisbane Aces versus Sydney Blue Sox in the stands. Yeah, is it Brisbane Aces? Is that I don't know. I just that sounds right. Yeah, it is. Is it? Well done. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Should be the Brisbane Dingers. What are we doing here? Why is no team <laughs> called the Dingers? It's <laughs> yeah. a real question. Uh, Paul McInnes, seventy-eight, says, "In honour of playing the player of the pod, Chancellor Clock State, name your all-time hyphen thirteen. All-time hyphen thirteen. It's like the Roosters from four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Yeah. Sean uh, Kenny Dale. Frank Paul Nuwasala. Jared Weir Hargraves. Oh, is that hyphenated or was it two separate names? Frank Paul. Frank Paul's hyphenated. hyphenated. Ah, okay. Sneaking it in there. Yep. Fine. That's good. Controversial. Are good. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there was more, but I'm not naming my all-time hyphen no. two dads that'll be thirteen. <laughs> wow, that'll be uh, a, that'll be a Twitter answer. Okay, so Josh Robbo forty four says, "Was the Panthers hashtag flags up stand up actually a sign that the flags are going up were white flags for surrendering?" Big shout out to Bob Marley for his song "Flags Up Stand Up." You bloody surrender monkeys out west, hey? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Was that I saw the white flags? That was a thing, was it? Flags up stand up was a thing. Did people stand up? Their flags but, but wasn't it a, was it a Raiders game? In in Wagga Wagga. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, here we go. Sunday 86 is NRL trade season. I want each of you to identify a weakness with your team you believe you could help in a one-for-one player swap with another club that is mutually beneficial. So, so no trading OBJ for a first, a third, and a mess safety. Well, I, ha- I have done this before in, in, uh, for NRL trade season. Mutually beneficial. Well, we need a fullback. But I can't, no one's taking Darius Boyd. That's just that's that's just not going anywhere. So Correct. we have to incentivize somebody. So who needs a back rower who has a fullback? Not many fullbacks floating around currently. But if we get someone like Jaden Saw or Alex Glenn off our hands, mm. even though I love Alex Glenn, but you know, again, we can play start for feeder. We'll swap them. Oh, here we go. Titans are dumb off this, aren't they? AJ Brimson's a fourteen. We'll swap them out. Jaden Saw to play on the edge there, and for AJ Brimson, give me that. They won't. They won't do that deal. But. Pet. Penrith have lost Yo They've lost Kikau Go to them and get DWZ I'm about to say If you're going to say Dylan Brow Sorry Dylan Woods Or Callum Because I was going to slap you But no. DWZ I'll take him He would Again he's one of those guys Who runs back like an insane man So you just like You can just deal with it When your team's doing poorly You got any, any trades Bungard we're, we're, we do, we, what can we improve on? You couldn't, you couldn't swatch. I mean, you take Mark Nichols for like Tavita Pango Jr. I mean, or like if you, but I think or Carl Turner for Jimmy. The Jimmy question. Jimmy well, I mean, I, I think the if you need a fullback, the trade is obviously Corey Allen for James Roberts. But I don't. No, think, I don't like that trade. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that, that would be cla- that would be classic. No, new, a, that would be classic. The that would be. Typical of the people that thought it was a good idea to run Wayne Bennett out of town is to let Corey Allen leave only to Swap trade back it. for him six months later for like a rep center. Yeah. I mean, I think it's and a good idea. call it mutually beneficial. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, would, it would help you. Would it? Well, he'd take Terry What about mental health? Are you considering that? <laughs> <laughs> You've not considered that? Are we helping here? I just like this is, is... I can't really think of like... Because I, I suppose you could offer George Burgess to Newcastle for... Jesse, no, they would. Okay, I got a new, um, I got a new offer for the for Brisbane that someone that t- these teams might do. I got. I firstly I call Manly and I say whoever you don't want out of Coruscant or Finu, yeah, I'll give you Jaden Sewer for him. 
That might work. You know, whoever you don't want. So you can keep then the one you want. Mm. Oh, we'll take the other one. That's a fair enough deal. And then maybe I'll go to, I'll go to Cronulla and I'm like, you know what, that Siggy RFL that's playing for the Jets. Because we're looking for, well, obviously from a colour change, we're like looking for, again, same deal. If I can't get the manly one, I'm like, I'll go down a step, I'll get off this Jaden Silver contract, sell a Siggy RFL for a year. Here's my deals. They're better. Yeah. Souths will give Adam Dewey to the Storm for Will Chambers. Do you want Will to Mutually beneficial. I'd say we wouldn't even gag on the side of the field again. There's just craziness and those two charge out. Yeah. But Adam, Adam Dewey could be turned into a, a 6 out of 10 halfback every week for the Storm. Yeah, he's still injured, I'm pretty sure. But it'll be yeah. fine. Dale? It'll be fine. Uh, none. You need outside backs. Yeah, I was and thinking, a lot of them. How do I get? How do I get? Trade rid of, one of your seventy-three halves. I was thinking, how do I get? All, how do I get rid of Ravalawa? No, but in this scenario, they're all fit. Okay, so well, trade one. You well, could you could trade a forward if they're all fit. If Jack DeBellin's innocent, well, <laughs> yeah, for bringing them all back. I'm thinking. Uh, oh, no, you got no. You got to get rid of. You can't. No one's taking Ravalawa, right? So you've got to. You have to offer a chip like an eight kid or a Lafayette. Exactly or where I was going. Yeah. I will. I will give. I will give Corey Norman. And Ravalawa okay. to the Raiders yeah. for Jordan Rappiner and Sam Williams. Campo would actually die. He might come for your family. He, if even suggesting that. When he <laughs> listens to this tomorrow, you are in <laughs> danger. So I would get moving. Uh, so that's kind of incentivized. You're like, you know what? We'll we'll give you a good player in Corey Norman, and you're, and you're saying, but yeah. you have to take Ravalawa with him. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you've got we're giving you uh, an an uh, t- a two like a two out of ten winger in Ravalawa. For a player who is good two out of ten of the time to- of, of games, games in yeah. Sam Williams, yeah. And then, but then Rapana solves a big problem for you there. Which yes. you do. Yeah, I feel like you're winning that a little bit. Well, uh, let's put it on the table. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see, they, we'll see, see if Ricky gets out angry know. enough. <laughs> is can, there any team that's off and, the ball enough? That, and we will pay. We will pay. Right. Thirty percent of Ricky's fines. Interesting. That's a lot of fines. How long? That's a big commitment. Do you think there's any team that doesn't know GI retired and we could maybe trade him? Well, I was thinking we could we could trade we could trade Corbin Sims. And just tell them we're giving them Tarek. Tarek. And uh, and the Titans will take it. Smart. Mm. But they probably would. Yeah. They play Any ex Penrith players you could dump on them as well. Like the, mm. those. Uh, next question. Matt Coleman says, the Magic Weekend at Bankwest Stadium next season. Who says no? No one. But also there's nines there. But also yeah. there's well, right. Sydney government says no because they're not going to pay for it. Because they'll be able to get money out of someone else to pay for it probably. Yeah. Queen's going to pay for it again most likely. Either that or it goes to Perth. Nines will be good enough there. Yeah. Uh, Nate, oh, this is a good question. Messed up, I've got Ozil's back. If Nathan Cleary was given 100 consecutive attempts to spark an attacking movement in the opposition's 20, mm. do you think he could create more than five tries? I was going to say he would score. He would create six tries. <laughs> I, was, I had Very another good. six in my head he's, before he's, you finish the question. Genuinely, his average movement would probably be like four degrees perpendicular to the line. <laughs> we hate being origin guys, but they can't pick the same halves again. No, they can't. surely no. They might, no, 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 no. They might. They, they, might, sh- they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. Can't. Please don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... Around ten, okay, or, or lower. I think that's the right, right. Reason. Where's he? Where's he starting these plays from? If you're saying, well, in opposition twenty, and he's creating them too. It's not like he's like scoring them. So say like the one this week, he just someone else created, and he just fell over. No, I line. mean, if he just throws yeah, the ball to James Maloney, and then something good happens, I think that counts. Okay, that counts. So, yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, and Officio says, would there be less injuries of a magic weekend if weekend if it was sent to a regional area? Yep. Well, you're I gotta uh, say the pitch yeah. at Wagga looked. Also, if players didn't warm up, for. there'd be yeah. fewer injuries. Ah. So, mm-hmm. and there are good concussions. So, if there's yeah, concussions, yep. they're fine. Just keep them playing. Uh, NRL Rose says, "What will Darius Boyd do for the remainder of his four-year contract since he's given up on his on footy this season?" Jeez, paint. Is it actually four more no, years? No, it's it's not. not right. It's, it's like two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, uh, okay. mate. 
I, I just there's no way he's playing next year. Can he do his? Is there a, a? Can he do his badges? Is there some kind of equivalence? <laughs> his badges. Can he do like a degree? He's got badges. It's like more like stickers. You just rock up if you, <laughs> if, you, if, you if you know if you know someone. You just rock up and you get a gig. Um, I a, a, on I a, a serious p- question, how do you think he would go as a coach? Do you think he's just not meant? Like I think. He's kind of an introverted person. Well, so I don't know yeah. if it would work, but he also was for a very long time a guy Studied who game, yeah. who was one of the yeah one of the savviest players around. So I don't know. I don't know either. I guess it's up to his own interests, but I feel like he's yeah he could be in that realm because he had as you said he was a student of the game for a long time, like one of those guys who watched a lot of vision and, and yeah he was got a lot out of his abilities for a long time. Maybe he'd yeah. be better as like an analyst behind the scenes rather yeah. than a head coach. As long as he doesn't end up on TV. Was that's not gonna, that's guy, guy sitting at the top Mate, of Justin Hodges and Corey Parker on TV. No, Don't but say never. <laughs> I'm not. So, but Darius Boyd actively avoids. Like no, the, no, we I did mean, I mean, as evidenced by the drop that prefixes the start of this. Segment. That was old Darius. He's a, he, he, media fronts up every week now. It's well, he's the captain. He has to. Yeah, but that's part of it. Like well, he yes. wanted to be, yeah, he likes fronting up. Uh, oh God, Sean Davies. If Darius Boyd was a dog, would you put him down? Oh, well, I wouldn't. No, he's not sick. He's just bad. Uh, okay, West LifePod asks, which delicious meat is most likely to make Billy Bungard crack any minute? Don't fool yourself, Bungard. If a cow got the chance, he would eat you and everyone you care about. <laughs> um, hey, look, pigs do eat people. <laughs> I have honestly not really thought about it. I don't miss it. We have. I, yeah, I know. You guys are obsessed with it. Too it's much. crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. What does it making? Well, this is the same fool who thought chicken was the most diverse meat. So I was going to say KFC is really the only thing I even remotely miss. So yeah, yeah. Do, they, do they do vegetables at KFC? They yeah. actually don't, which is very annoying because <laughs> they do vegan options at at, at Apollo and Hungry Jack. I feel they like do. They, they, so they do vegan options at like Bells. I haven't been there. Well, I, no, KFC. You got to stand up for what you believe in. You got to stand up for what you believe in KFC. I respect that. Good, the good on them. If you mm. want to enjoy the the chicken, you know the chicken flavour you're used to, you know and love. Had, you the, had the veggie burger at Porto the other day. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm good sure for it was. you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, Warwick how comfortable should I be with the Granville for Queensland hooker chat? Well, ugh. start start getting used. Start to getting it. comfortable, fam. Sorry, yeah. mate. Uh, Poster one hundred and one says, "Do the rookies play?" NRL fantasy slash super coach and what are your views on them? Well, obviously Dale's been playing a lot with his native. <laughs> like, okay, I play I play NRL fantasy, but like I could I used to love it like five years. I could not care less. I play it because I play it now. But we had a draft league we liked. I was the fantasy guy for our work, and then we got rid of our fantasy draft, website, yeah. and I have not played since. No, I I feel like because you know again I work with the numbers too much as is. We had a really fun league a couple of years ago with a perfect scoring system, which yep. Supercoach honestly cannot hold a candle to. Yeah, and then it was we played on SMH's ultimate ultimate league, and you could enter your own scoring, so it was. Good. We made our own system, and it was great. Draft league, and they killed yeah. it. But yeah, um, I do get annoyed by people. Taking Supercoach way too far in terms of rating and watching. The oh game mate, there are people. There are genuinely people who judge player performance like who's the best player in the comp, who's the best forward, who's the best whatever. Supercoach based on the Supercoach points. Like, yep, and players know it too because they try and score more on Supercoach. Yeah. Uh, next question, Biggin twenty two. Uh, with all this talk of Cam Smith coming back to play Origin, no, I'm not going to answer the rest of the question. <laughs> okay. Uh, John Flores ninety nine, Manly. What the fuck? He says, will they fade a la 28 Tigers or Dez do for the Seagulls what Gordon Bombay did for the Ducks? Mate, they're making the finals. We've been here all year. Yeah. Making the finals. Mario Seags, do you actually remember a game featuring three tries as good as the one in the Eels game? Perhaps Brisbane over East last year. If I remember correctly, Latrell, Roberts and Osaka all had a few draw- had drawback efforts. No, Latrell was not anonymous in that game. 
So uh, actually, uh, no, he's maybe he did something at the start. Yeah, no, the, I remember the Broncos South game, the first one we mentioned in the twenty fifteen, when Brisbane scored a couple of bangers, including returning a kickoff after scoring. Mm-hmm. That's that's right up there. But the def- but the effort this weekend was. I think those two tries, Avalava's try and Dufty's try, was special. Yeah. And last question, Mario Seegs. If you had your team win the grand final and you get to join the celebrations, but you can never have the jelly chip chocolate in your life, what do you choose? Obviously, I choose getting drunk with the boys. Yeah, the, the boys. Chip. Drunk with yeah. the boys, for sure. I can still have Turkish Delight, which is 80% as good as jelly chip. And then what if it was extended to any and all chocolate? Yeah, still. I'm choosing chocolate over, over that because I can still celebrate the grand final without yeah. being with the team. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought that you meant your team doesn't win. No, no. You. you can win and celebrate with them. Mm, uh, I'd probably... Yeah. I mean, that, a, a lifetime's a long time to never have chocolate again. Yep. Oh, wait. One more question came in before we go. Well, that'd um, be a good one. Troy Baker says, where does Gutherson fit into the blue squad? I'm not know. sure that, that he does. get in there. But, uh, not at this stage. Well, well, wouldn't be the worst although, 14. No, he could be on the wing. No, they'll probably bring Fergo back before they do that. That's probably true. But uh, not the worst 14, but the difference between the two states is the Queensland generally pick like, the, the best player didn't make the 17 to be the 14 and they find a way to use him, whereas the Blues always pick some all position, no position, nobody who doesn't Kirk do anything. Kirk Tyrone Peachy. Tyrone Peachy. Tyron things Peachy, of that nature. Jack Bird, Dylan, Dylan Walker, Jamie Bura, like all these guys they didn't know how to use and they played like five minutes of hooker each. <laughs> so, yeah, he wouldn't get there for the Blues. Right, I think that'll do it for this week. I hope you all have a magical weekend ahead yeah. and, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Are you sitting on that for the whole show? Yeah. All right. I hope you wasn't. Bye.